What's okay. up, everybody? This is Tool Talk Saturday on BS Small Engines. That's the maintenance man over there. And Client Graphics is somewhere. He'll be here soon. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining us. We got a few people already here. Not too many. But pickups. Yeah, I saw last Saturday you were kind of booming in here. Yeah. But, again, we're talking about sub count. It kind of, live streams are kind of the same way. Some weekends it's really busy and some weekends there's hardly anybody in here. Just talking to myself mostly. It's weird because a lot of people will tell me, like, the timing of the year is, like, how things change. But, like, I, I haven't had any – well, I've only been doing it a year, so I guess I don't really know much about it. Oh, here's Klein Graphics. Techie Tone. What's going on, boys? And we got some Bosch. Not much. Yeah, he's representing all of them. Got to mistreat them all equally <laughs> yep. every single day. You got to choose what's best for you, what's right for you, and what's the right price for you. Neil rocking the haircut and the chops tonight. Look at that. <laughs> I think uh, I think maybe we should get you guys some work pro banners for these uh, live streams. You know, you know, I've been taught. GoPro came into my last live random live stream and. And I think I do need a banner up here somewhere on this wall. I don't know where, but somewhere I think I can make room for a banner up here. You say Just GoPro? That's cool. Work Pro. Oh, Work Pro. Okay. I was like, yeah. GoPro. I'm like, <laughs> no, that'd be cool. No, Work Pro. I was like, man, you get everyone ever on your channel. <laughs> Tools, technology, you name it. Good to go. <laughs> Going on, Bama Mudmower and William Logan, Dana's Toolbox, and Dave. Thank you for joining us. Horses Shop. So we got a full house here tonight. Got a bunch of small engine members rocking the house. Yep. And tool, we got a bunch of the tool guys too. Very, very cool. We're blending. That's what we want to <laughs> yeah. hear. Yeah. What we're here for. I mean, yep. again, if you're not choosing the right tool for the right job, then you're not representing all the brands like I am. Because really, honestly, <laughs> you're going to pick a tool that maybe you break more often or maybe you just decide, hey, I, I feel like I need to up my game. So you're going to buy maybe a major brand. But the thing is, is once you start spending a bunch of cash on money, sorry, on tools, you might find out that really you don't like that that tool whether it be because it performs differently, it feels differently, it, it doesn't match some. I mean, the craziest things people have for why they pick a tool or why they continue to love a tool. I mean, yeah, Neil, what's your story about, you know, your favorite tool brand that you like or maybe why you choose to pick that versus spending 10 times more on a, a name brand? Well, I did this one video of like um, jumping up my cordless game from Ryobi and I went from Ryobi to rigid originally there's absolutely nothing wrong with rigid but uh in this cordless tools but once you use Ryobi in terms of bulkiness and stuff they're pretty comparable and um the rigid does run a little better a little smoother 
but I should have just right off the bat spent 20 more bucks on the Milwaukee to get their full lineup because Rigid also has a lot of um, the same stuff every year. <clears throat> but yeah. that that was my hard my hard learn. Yeah, you know, and I learned that a little bit on the Rigid line too. They they got a decent warranty on it. One of the best one yeah. of the best in the if you can take advantage of it. But the downside to it is the depth of the line of tool. It didn't grow very fast compared to the other ones. Right. Still don't have, and it might sound very cheesy, but I continue to not buy any rigid tools because they don't have a string trimmer. Yeah. Isn't that the dumbest issue? But I don't have buy a propane heater though. So I look at it and I'm like, it's that one small thing that cripples me from wanting to fully vest in a line. And then I got a cross blend with something else. And then I finally like, so you see, I'm rocking the Bosch today and I got a couple things back there. That's because I did what any smart person would do out there is they made a video about the Bosch trader program. And all you had to do is say why you're going to change over. And so, yeah, um, I don't know why I didn't do that. I you know what? Did that. I don't know why you didn't do that either. Who doesn't know like this, I'm lazy. let alone free tools? So as you can see, they came through right back there. There is one of a couple because it was one entry per person, not per household, per person. So I did a video. My wife did a video. And we got the job site radio, which that thing is really sweet. So that's like a $200 radio. Plus I got a battery with it for free 99 all I had to do was make a 45-second video. But I'll tell you, at the end of the day, that's a pretty badass radio. Now, my wife was a little bit disappointed because they ran out of the vacuum cleaners. So they didn't have that little cordless shot back. And it's basically first come, first serve when it comes to picking out the tools for free. So we're still mulling over what we're going to get for her. Um, but I think we might get the Freak or we might get uh, – they're also out of the bandsaw. A little uh, portable bandsaw. I would have got that, but they're out of that. So we'll see. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. A lot better way it. to cut metal. I know. And it's portable. And they gave you a free yep. battery to do it. Yeah. It's win-win. So a lot of different new tools on the market here for 2020. Uh, Brandon, is there any kind of new tools that you've been eyeing that you've seen that have just launched to market or something that you know maybe you've been interested in for quite a while? You know what? Not really, but I have to say, I did go, y'all probably seen the video, I did go get that new lot spotlight from Harbor Freight. Ah. I saw it in their hot new tools, and I was like, coupon for $14.99, where could I go wrong with it? And it's actually pretty good. I haven't charged it yet, and I've used it quite a bit, and it it lights up a lot big area. It's lightweight. You know, a lot of spotlights were big and bulky and heavy. Not this one. It's well worth the money. They have um, they have good some good lights options there at Harbor Freight. I did notice that. Yeah, Quantum's yeah. pretty decent and Braun. Yeah, the one thing. So everybody's a little bit different when it comes to purchasing. When it comes to lights, I've started purchasing or shifting my purchasing habits to lights that have batteries that a are either rechargeable or be rechargeable and removable slash replaceable. Yeah. So that's what also I forgot to mention. 
it's also rechargeable. Yeah. So. Now it seems silly, but when you think about it, I mean, do you know the amount of dollars and cents that you can spend in replacing batteries, whether it be not just double A, but when you start going to the C and D batteries, it gets outrageous if you actually yeah. use the device. Okay. And if you buy the cheap ones, they don't last very long. There we right. go. So this is Everbright. It's actually a uh, another company that is WorkPro, uh, owned by the company that owns WorkPro. It's rechargeable, waterproof or weatherproof, and um, you know it has different different light settings. And it's it's LED. It has a Cree oh. LED. Bulbs, that's a name brand, uh, 500 lumens in this little aluminum body weatherproof flashlight. And I like the rechargeable ones. You know, you come home one night, just as long as you remember, you know, charge it up every once in a while, just keep it fresh. That's kind of like me and my Snap-on light. I always forget to recharge it. <laughs> well, it looks like we got a ton of people in the chat tonight. We got a couple people that I've never seen before. We got... Uh, Darson's Forge, and we got some old favorites in here. We got like Zaphiel, we got Kathy Durbin. Hopefully, we'll have the whole entire Durbin family here. I haven't seen Craig quite yet. We got Dano's Toolbox. We got William Logan. Looks like we got Mike Hodge in here. We got James Lauer. Lauer? I don't know. You know what? Hooked on Phonics didn't work for me, but I have a great time. <laughs> and we're on Tool Talk Live, second Saturday of every month. And we're not here to talk about phonics. We're not here to talk about English. So sometimes I make up my own words along the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll wait but until later on and show y'all what I got. Well, I'm here sure you got some recently. Good stuff. I still haven't had a chance to get in on that pawn shop stuff. Uh, I got some sockets and things. Like I got some, like literally, they look like they're brand new SK sockets. Uh, pretty much 19 to 16 millimeter deep and shallow, uh, for like 15 bucks, which to me is a pretty good deal considering their SK pockets, but everybody's got their personal preference when it comes to things. But I was really interested in Neil, you were showing that light off there. Does that actually have like a focus on it where you can actually adjust the beam? It, no, you know what? That's the only downside it does not, but in terms of beam focus, like it's, the, the preset focus is actually very nice. Like it's the, because it has six different brightness settings. Oh, so, so it gets pretty powerful. The other thing Walter Frederick was saying, he has M18 lights. I have M12s. I also have two of the Milwaukee just rechargeable lights. They're, you know, 500 some lumen, but this one's real nice, both magnetic Great for like when I'm doing plumbing work up in an attic or not an attic, but in between floors, you know? Yeah. Very cool. So I love the rechargeable lights. Uh, looks like we got, we got Joe Smith and friends in the house. Hello, heroes and Joe yourself. We got toolbox. Yeah, he had bear. Yeah, he had the tool bear on last night. Very nice. Yeah. We got uh, Boneyard's Garage. Uh, and Mr. Joe Smith, I'm not trying to dodge you or anything. I did get your email. You know what? I got like 15 or 1,500 other emails. I've actually been under the weather here the last couple of weeks. I uh, had some kind of uh, bronchial thing. 
had was been on some uh, prednisone steroids here uh, on and off for the last uh, 10 days. And then I finally just got hooked up with an antibiotic. So I'm finally getting over things. Probably notice, I mean, the new year, you think you'd be cranking out a bunch of content and things like that. I've really just been enjoying my family, enjoying life, uh, stocking up. As you can see, I got a ton of tools behind me. Uh, some of it, some of it, normal stuff, you know, like that little light back here, there, that Porter cable one, whichever way I can go here, you know, that was a Costco deal. That was like 29 bucks. Uh, yeah. been really, really happy with that light with the adjustable and some YouTubers out there, they choose to have actual legit lighting that they buy. You know, they got the whole light set up. You know what? I'll be honest with you guys. I use work lights. Why? Because I can't afford to buy some lights that are just going to be used for YouTube. That makes zero sense to me. So if I'm going to buy a light and I'm going to use it for YouTube, I'm going to also use it in everyday life. It's just how well, I, I don't even have my lights set up. I, I have studio lights that was from when my mom was taking pictures. I don't even got them set up anymore. My camera does a good job by itself. I have a, a Husky LED, the one with the fold-out lights, mm -hmm. that tri-stand one. That's what I, that's what I use tonight for my live stream. Yeah. So it's like really funny. Like you could go over to some other YouTube channel and you could see him talking about lights. We talk about tools. We talk about lights that work. I'm going to buy a workshop. <laughs> I'm going to buy working, working LEDs. That's right. But that's just life. You know, the funny thing about this is we, we have a format, but we also don't really have a format. And, you know, if you guys want to throw something up in the chat because you got a question, because everybody that's on here tonight, they produce content on their own channel. A little bit different than what I might produce, a little bit different than what Neil might produce on his channel versus what Brandon on BSS Small Engine produces on his channel. So you get a little bit of mix of everything. You get a little expertise in all the different fields. Um, and then, you know what, you might just talk about some of the stuff that you're interested in. Maybe we have some thoughts on some new products that are coming out. And again, it's been a little slow year for me. So I would love to hear things that you guys have as well to talk about. What's up toolbox footage? Um, yeah, definitely. I like, you know, we talk tools, a little bit of life and we keep it positive. Yep. It's harder to I got a topic we can talk about. What's that? What do y'all think about that purple tool cart from Harbor Freight? They came out in purple now. <laughs> Barney. Barney. Well, I, yeah. I saw that, and I'm still wondering if that was just like some mishap print at the printers. I was wondering, too, because they had the, the green looks, lime green and the... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so... It's interesting. I, I think they can do it. I don't see why they couldn't do it. It's just like that's not the number one stock that you would definitely have to put out in the store. I mean, just I shouldn't they shouldn't mistreat any color, but they can't give precedence to a certain one. Definitely yeah. on the toolboxes. Um Doug Sweener, Bama Mud Mower, asked, uh, looking for a good uh a good 72 inch tool chest that that's affordable and well built. So, so, I mean, you guys can have your two cents on what's going to be affordable. I think one of the cheapest ones out there for a 72 inch, it definitely over the holiday season when I was looking was the Husky one. They, yeah, think, and, and Husky's good quality. 
you know what? Husky will make it work for you. I think it's a little slimmer than some of the other boxes out there. But you also have to look at not everybody has the depth. Yeah. It, um, actually, I didn't even measure the depth on my Milwaukee box, which I guess I got to review at some point. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a mechanic, so why would you review that? Exactly. That's that's why. Actually, it's it's really not a mechanics box, though. It's not. It's not set up for that. Um, but for a homeowner, I love it. I really like it. You bought that box to work for you. Doesn't matter what you are. You bought that box. You spent your money on it. And if there's something good or bad about it that other people should know, then you definitely want to talk about it. The other cool thing too is like. 10 years ago, I would have never thought I would have had a toolbox to my or a tool cart in my garage. You know what I mean? I I know what you mean. I mean, in the last 10 years, I mean, I haven't bought a ton of toolboxes, which means maybe I'll buy a toolbox this year. Uh, maybe I'll buy a toolbox in the next couple of months here. But uh, I mean, I've been happy with my Harbor Freight US General Series 2 cart, five-door cart. Only, yeah, I want to get a cart for the sh to, for the studio. The only downside to the the five door cart is is that it's just that doesn't go all the way down to the bottom. And I think what I'm really missing is something that's cart worthy, but maybe a little bit bigger, kind of like your box, Neil. That's what's that? Is that the forty inch one that you have? Yeah, it's a forty inch. Yeah, so I've been really looking hard at that market where it's. The 36 to 40, 41, 42. I, I did look at some of the 46, like the Husky ones. Just uh, couldn't pull the trigger at 349. Um, but I, seriously, I'm, I'm continuing to look and hopefully I'll buy or get something here in the next couple months. Now, like if people are really wondering, I think like Milwaukee might be a slight step above the Husky boxes. Um, and the particular one I bought, the reason why I say it's not really for like a mechanic is your drawers that are going to fit your sockets and stuff are at the bottom of the chest. So, you know, um, you would think that you'd want that like right up top, closer to the top, not bending over for that stuff. Yeah, I think it just really depends on who you are, though. Say you're somebody that that pulls something out a ton and you're going to work on it right on the top of your box or something like that. Maybe you, you have just a specialty that you do. It might be perfect to you. Not everybody does everything, especially yeah. when you start looking at whether it be dealerships or specialty automotive or markets. They do certain things. Some of them might just be lighting. I mean, think about it. If all you do is do window tint and aftermarket parts, you don't need all the stuff that's yeah, true. that does transmissions all day. That is very true. Transmission shop is going to be completely different than a body shop. It might be great for a body shop guy. I, I will say, I mean, it's like <clears throat> I'm a bigger guy, a little bigger. But to upend that thing, to get it out of the box and get the wheels on, like it took everything I had. It's It's a solid box, you know? Um, and the drawers are nice. The, the self closers work like the socket drawer is 
weighed down pretty well and it it doesn't screw off one way or the other and the top is nice the stainless top if that's your thing very nice yeah i put my ideas. i put my kids uh craftsman workbench there all together yeah. myself <laughs> i you know i would put that on my workbench as well <laughs> i'd be proud of that craftsman workbench yeah craftsman's like one of those love-hate relationships i mean really love the brand because of all the things that I remember growing up with my father. I was talking to my wife the other night and she's like, she's like, you know what? People really love you breaking ratchets on your channel. She's like, what is your infatuation with that? And I said, you know what? It's partially recreating the moments that I had with my father because I lost my father in 2003. And some of the good times that I had with him were working in the shop working on on vehicles and, and working on life i mean that's a really the way i see working is everything that you do i mean you don't wake up in the morning and expect to be sick you don't work for fun i mean because if you're working for fun then then it's not work so a lot of things that i do in life that i work i work hard and i want to take care of my family and things of that nature and so my dad was just not only saving money for the family by continuing to at least challenge ourselves for working on everything that we did. But one time on one of my very first cars, it, it had a 15 millimeter for the head bolt on it. And we ended up cracking two 15 millimeter craftsman sockets on it and broke one ratchet on it. Now it was a little bit of combination because it was at an angle the way we were getting to it. But we finally got it on the last go around with the last socket that we had and the last ratchet that we had. And it was one of those accomplishing moments that really defined when I was a 16 year old with my first car working on stuff. And part of that is just wanting to recreate that moment that I can never have with my father anymore. So, so pretty heavy stuff on a Saturday night. I know guys, but, uh, yeah, you know, what do you, what do you got back there? It looks like you were pulling out some craftsmen. Yeah. I, um, I did, I did buy this set recently to keep in the truck for when I work on boilers and stuff, uh, <clears throat> circulator pumps and stuff. And I, 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 it's a nice little kit to have on hand for, yeah, it's a three ace kit. I forget sure. how much you made for it, like twenty some bucks. Uh, the ratchet. I mean, I've I've seen your tests on the ratchets, and <clears throat> yeah, the the last one, the last one you had with the uh, the Sears and the what was the other one? Um, it, it was the Sears, and it was a Stanley Black and Decker, uh, just good old raised panel. Uh, rectangular it wasn't that one that you had there that one is a little bit actually it's substantially better than what the raised panel ones are but watching that video and when you when you said that that was a little painful to actually do like i felt the same way because yeah craftsman was always there for me too growing up when i was younger i thought i'd buy craftsman be all set and well to be honest with you the, the tool market did kind of change for the better a lot of good competition, a lot of different brands. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a hard last ten years, but very cool also. You know, it has. 
So as we continue to run on tonight, you know, let's just make sure we want to thank our people that we have joining us. We got Ronald, we got CP the Tool Addict, we got B and B yep. Ford, we got Redneck Garage, we got two ATVs and our life. I hope he likes ATVs. Uh, we got uh, Christ Centered Ironworks. That's a pretty cool guy. He's got a nice little channel there. Uh, we got Boneyard Garage. Uh, of course, you know we've already thanked William Logan, but you know we might as well thank him again. He does a lot. Yeah, just thank him again. He does a lot for the tool community. Jumps from channel to channel, really helps support people and channels just like Zaphiel. And again, toolbox footage. We got MC Engineering Inc. Tampa Boys Customs. How's it going? So again, appreciate you guys taking the time out of your Saturday night to spend a little bit of time with us. So again, if you got any questions, comments, thoughts. We may get to them, throw them down in the chat wherever your thing is located. Right. At. And over. maybe that guy up there wait, or wait, that wait, guy. Wait, 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 there, wait, 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 no, it's this way. I can't, can't remember. We tried. Yeah, there we go. It, <laughs> might, be that, got it. it might be that way. It just depends on which way you're screaming. Somewhere. In. Yeah. I mean, I've or started. Or they haven't popped out. Could be. Because I know I've been watching something like this before, and it's like, oh, my phone's upside down. And then it's yeah. like, oh, you know what? It didn't matter. It just rotates. I remember my early stages of YouTube, and you could live stream from your cell phone. And I do tool tests at, at work sometimes on a Friday, like a, after work. But uh, sometimes I would record them, and I'd have the cell phone set one way, then I'd switch it sideways. And the thing would record like upside down, and it was just <laughs> good time. Yeah. yeah, it was rough, a little rough. I'm gonna go grab beer myself. I'll be right back. Now, this beer's not for you then, but that channel lock koozie it's like a double slap bracelet that just pops right around any size can. Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty cool. I keep getting more. I got a, I got a new Kawasaki one now when I got this hat when they sent me this hat. So, hats and koozies, uh, koozies or whatever, they that's what I keep getting sent. <laughs> yeah, you know, expansion for toolbox is definitely always a thing. So, like, I know that 40-inch uh, Milwaukee that, that uh, Neil's got, that one I don't believe offers any expansion, like a side box or anything like that on it. So... <laughs> that's one of the things that's probably steered me away from that one. And they also don't really have any boxes that you would put on top of it, even though it's got a stainless, because sometimes you might want to fit like a, an 18 inch little box on the top corner. And I can't remember. I don't think they have anything that's metal in that color that would fit on top of it. They might have something that's plastic, but I've been really looking hard at that 36 to 46 inch market right now. Cause I'll hopefully get something here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, months. I still got to convince my wife. MC Engineering wants to know uh, your background there, Chris. Uh, you know, my background is completely separate than my YouTube life. I come here for the fun. I come here because I got the tools. And you come here because you like seeing me break some stuff and get some new stuff. And I'm just one of those guys that comes from a background. So everybody in my family is all engineering and things of that nature. And, you know, if, if I didn't have any of that background, I don't think my college would let me just get in there for free and just go at it at their uh, Rockwell hardness testing machine. Because there's a lot of cool things out there if you really try in life. 
just to ask people for things. It's really harder than you think it is, but sometimes the people are afraid to ask for things. So, you know, my background is a little bit of everything. I'll break anything once, I'll try to fix anything once, and then maybe I won't after that. But it really just comes down to wanting to save some money, get some good tools, break some things, have some fun. And when it's not fun anymore, then I won't be doing it. Yeah. There you go. Um, <clears throat> so getting back, I did a, a tool test tonight and I ran Craftsman versus Heart cordless tools. I, I got to say, I, I've been pretty impressed with, with the Craftsman lineup. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, to me, it's a budget DIY lineup, but pretty decent. I think it's like a slice off of DeWalt with the side of budget to it. But, I mean, you know. It's a prettier quarter cable. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's just one of those things that's tough that if you look at the Craftsman battery tools over the last 10 years, for instance, they've changed the battery platform connector like four times. And it's really tough to want to buy into that. It is. And so yeah. even if it is a decent tool, it's really hard for me to want to purchase something like that until I start to see some longevity in it. But then at that point in time, it's like either it's going to work or they're going to cut over to a new battery lineup and we'll just have to wait and see. So I mean, that lineup, I'd probably give it at least two more years because it's going to be interesting to see what Stanley Black & Decker does with Craftsman as they supposedly bring a ton of the manufacturing back to the USA. Because I can tell you, if you need some tools, they can offer them to you, but they're not going to be the best tools for the price. They might be at the time, but in the long run, that 10 to 50 bucks that you think you saved might not be what you really wanted to because the craftsman tools and some of the tools I know I've had, and this is going to sound cheesy. I don't know if it's your relationship length or your tool length that you should be comparing the two together and having one last longer than the other. Cause everybody's got differences for relationships. Uh, but my wife and I were going to be celebrating actually nine years today. So it was funny. We were talking about some of the things. She's like, how many tools have you had that have lasted longer than our relationship? And what brands were those? And some of them were Craftsman. Some of them were Snap-on. Some of them actually, believe it or not, were rigid. But it was really funny to have her talk to me. She's like, man, isn't it kind of funny that you've had tools last longer than our relationship and vice versa? Um, yeah, I mean, well, um, also another point I'd like to add is they have changed the battery platform, but I did go back and kind of like relook through the Cordless Craftsman tools. And I think where they might've screwed up was the Craftsman professional cordless 20 volt tools before the 19.2 volts with the diehard batteries or whatever they had. But like, it was it was very good stuff. Like it was a little ahead of their time. You had seven and a quarter inch cordless, uh, you know, circular saw. You had some other very 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 good tools. They were they were very good tools 
for cordless tools, but it was still Craftsman, and I remember them being expensive as, you know, as heck. And I think that's where they kind of started turning people off was when they're asking, like, uh, you know, top top dollar money for a home gamer brand. You know, though, one good thing we could say about Heart is the deal we're getting at Walmart's right now because <laughs> they're getting rid of all, everything. <laughs> I was going to say nothing about the tools, but yes, the deals. <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> I wanted a backpack because I've been, as y'all know, I've been going and doing projects with people. One being uh, Justin from Good Atlanta. I've been going and helping him with that blacksmith shop uh, restoration from time to time. And I wanted a bag that I could pack some hand tools with me. I saw this on sale for $15 and it comes with a, uh, another little thing in the inside, which I want to use for some of my blacksmith tools. When I collect them up, I already got the, uh, tongue clip from uh Christ center nine works in here, but yeah, gotta love those deals. Yeah. And tape measure. <laughs> oh, yeah. foot one. The Conalon one. Now, yeah, I, now that's actually truly how you say it. You say it like calm a lawn, calm a lawn. Yeah. Um, and they, they actually are pretty decent when it comes to tape measures. I won't lie. Really lie. That's that a Walmart one too. Hi, this seven ninety nine. Yep. I got that yep. one too. Yep. I, I got have this one. It's a hundred foot for uh, $5. I know it's outrageous. And, you know, like, I will say this about the Camelon for people that want to know. I do have the auto lock one of this also. Um, sometimes I like auto lock, sometimes I don't. But the, the tape and the high vis and everything is amazing. They're amazing uh, tape measures. Um, in terms of, like, Stanley, they don't have the standout that the, the top brands do, like, Milwaukee, Stanley, and DeWalt all can make a 16-foot tape measure that has a standout of 14 feet. So if that's a thing for you, great. I understand it. It is for me sometimes. But the come-along, you can get about 9, 10 feet. I've tested a bunch of them, um, which is still good. you know. And usually if, if you're going to Walmart to buy tools um, – people of all walks of life but you know what you're getting but they're great tape measures the the, the blade lasts a long time uh it doesn't crink or kink um it, it's a great tape measure Bonus to a box i just want to say thank you for smashing that like button it helps bss on his channel as well as you know it's just a common courtesy thing to do yeah yeah, thank you all for being here and supporting this channel and hitting that like button. I appreciate it. Hey, Brandon, if you have time, if you can throw the part number or item number or something like that that I can find that backpack on Walmart or if there's a link to it, please do so because at 15 bucks, yeah, I'll find it right now. that's a pretty stellar deal. Oh, yeah, and it's padded in the back for a laptop. You can use it as a laptop bag too. That's money right there. <laughs> yep, I have a I have a Bass 
a Bostitch uh, bag, not a backpack, but yeah, it's it's good quality. And some higher end Walmart stuff. What can we say? Yeah, it's top dog Walmart stuff. <laughs> yeah, they had the y'all probably seen it on my Instagram, but they had the drill and the impact driver for sixty four dollars marked down. Yeah, I, yeah, the Bostitch. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my finds. I think I posted that really early this year about all the stuff that my Walmart had for clearancing things out. When was that? Just gonna it's probably no no surprise, but I have owned that set as well. Very, very similar to the uh, craftsman. And they had that right before Stanley Black and Decker had the Bostitch stuff right before they bought Craftsman and they promised a whole lineup. And then they bought Craftsman, so. <laughs> That's Stanley Black and Decker are the best free agent buyers in the tool community in terms of cordless tools. They will pick up, you know, all the free agents. They drop this line, pick up that line, revamp this line, and it's all the same crap. Literally. I mean, the wall tools i just I don't, I don't care for them i don't they're they're no dip not much different from craftsmen they're just a little more compact i hear you so uh did you guys get a chance to check out that uh three thousand dollar socket video that i did on one of the yeah. world's most expensive uh sockets i didn't know the price tag but now i do but yes yeah. I did watch it. pretty pretty <laughs> pretty out i didn't get to watch it yeah I, I need to go back and watch it. That's the one where I break the Craftsman Ratchet stuff. But, uh, yeah, that, that socket is a $3,000 socket because it's got that built-in torque transducer. And, uh, you know, I normally wouldn't buy it, but it was one of the most, like, compact, convenient, accurate ways that I could get in some of my future testing. It came down in a small package from a Canadian company, believe it at all. Um, it's quite quite interesting, and uh, I even hit up Junk from work and said, "Hey, do you have you ever heard of this company? They're located here." He's like, "Oh, that's nine hundred miles away from me." I'm like, "That's not close. It's not close at all." I'd be like, "I can practically go see Neil before I could before you could drive over to uh, that Canadian company." But they directed me to a company in Texas called Torque Tools Inc., and they've really just been enlightening when it comes to like torque and high torque thing, they, uh, the company, I started talking to them. They let me know the other day that uh, they did a one inch drive test that broke at 5,000 foot pounds. And that's like some killer torque. Like literally yeah. it can kill you that it's just absolutely crazy. The things that are out there from industries that, you know, you and I would never potentially see because of like the, the wind, wind power generation and some of the oil rigging and pipelines, they use outrageous tools to get things to fit and be tight and be right. Uh, yeah. And I mean, there's, I mean, like my industry, part maintenance is I can get by with most tools. You know, I'm honest about that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of professions out there that are using tools that some of us will never 
actually see, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's very, I like learning about what people use and it's how you get into this stuff. Yeah. So like I pick up stuff and I've really just recently been picking up tools that kind of focus on like some torquing things and things like that. So this is one of the new gear wrench. Nice. All digital um, with torque angle. And it happens to have the flex head on it. Now it's not a full flex oh, yeah, head. That's nice. It's just got that's real nice flight on it. Now I can tell you I've used this a couple times and I'm still debating. I think I'm definitely faster with an old clicker style torque wrench when it comes to like doing lug nuts on cars. The the whole digital, well, I've had the Harbor Freight one now for quite a while, and that one's super accurate. It's actually almost more accurate than the gear wrench one here so far. Still have to lot do a little more, more testing on this one, but the Quinn one is shaping up to be more accurate. But this one, believe it or not, um, I bought this on eBay for 179. Really? Pretty, which is pretty cheap. Yeah. I was a little, a little bit weary because probably have to do one of those videos at some point in time. There's a lot of videos I need to do about buying tools online where if the deal feels too good to be true, don't do it. And I'm not talking like the outrageous deal where you see something for like 50 bucks. That's normally $200. This was one of those that was like 179 and the next cheapest price was like 189. But then it really went upwards of 219 to 279. So if I felt on the spectrum, it was a hundred dollar difference. Did I, did I want to lose any of my time? Did I want to waste any of my time doing like a chargeback or a, a six, six week or longer eBay PayPal fight claim? I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever gone through one of those, but they're, they go back and forth. They can take two to six weeks or longer to try to get your money. Yeah. Back. And then you're okay, out. I found the link. I found the link to the backpack, but it's not for some reason. Don't show Mark down on the, on the Walmart's website. Um, there is a question that came in. MC Engineering asked, "What are some specially odd tools that you guys use regularly?" I'm just gonna say, um, not so much odd, but I do have a, a Milwaukee um, copper pipe cutter, half inch, that I use a lot for plumbing and stuff. Uh, the rigid uh, sink um, tool that takes off the supply lines and the plastic washers not like specialty specialty tools but <clears throat> they're tools that you know lot, not a lot of people would use and every day so um you know and i, I have the ryobi cordless sink sink snake um and the ryobi heat gun's been great um what about you bs brandon well, you know, I got a lot of, uh, I got a, uh, I use my compression tester a lot, my uh, spark plug tester, uh, Briggs and Stratton starter clutch tool. There is a, there's a few specialty tools that I use about, I can't say every day, but quite often. I should do a video on those tools. Yeah, I mean, they're not like specially, specially tools. I'm an apartment maintenance yeah. technician. That's what I do. So I'm not like coming across a lot of things that are weird. But um, 
uh, you know, definitely a lot of tools that, you know, normal DIYers and stuff or mechanics would not use. I don't know. I don't think it necessarily has to be a specialty tool that you use or like or, or what. I think it's when it comes to like critical parts of your application. So you have to look at what you do in life and what matters the most to you. Maybe it will be torque, which means you're going to want to buy uh, or at least find the best torque wrench. Maybe you're, you're hands-on and uh, you like open-ended wrenches or something like that. So you're going you're gonna to find one that works for you on there. Uh, one of the tools that, that sounds really, really cheesy is, is a multimeter. I think a multimeter is one of those things that it doesn't matter who you are, where you're at. It's one of those tools that you have that can kind of cross both paths. So while Brandon might be using a spark plug tester, I might not have a spark plug tester. I might have a multimeter and some alligator clips that I can put on there and get the things that I need done. Now, Neil, he might have a non-contact um, electrical tester. Guess what? My multimeter can do the same thing. And if my multimeter needs to go in good and bad weather versus you know, a, a, an environment that's pristine, I can take a nice multimeter there or I can take what used to be free at Harbor Freight that will still get me a reading of I will electrocute myself and kill myself or something is 12 volts or 18 volts or registering very nicely in a crappy environment. If I drop it, if I crack the screen, not a big deal. It was free. So something like that you really have to look at. And I think it can go all different ways with all the tools that even Neil and Brandon were talking about. You really have to find something that works for you and Unfortunately, I bought a lot of the same tools just in different varying price points so that I can cover the spectrum so that I don't damage my best tools when I need them. And I can not worry about stuff when I just need something to get done. And then I don't want to, you know, wipe down my tool. I don't want to have to worry about, oh, is calibration going to be out? Things of that nature. I mean, because the honest to God truth is, is I never use the graphing function or the ability to hook up my multimeter to my computer. I've never used it once. Thought about it, but the Harbor Freight one doesn't have it. And it's not just the Harbor Freight one. I mean, you could pick one up at, at a Home Depot. You can buy one of their cheapy ones, things of that nature. But uh, to me, multimeter is one of those things that I think is beneficial in, in every industry to have have a decent one and a cheap one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and if you're working on... Uh, make sure you know the voltage you're working on too, because I've seen some videos um, about that. But like, you know, that's that's kind of why I started my channel was um, I didn't have anyone in my life that actually worked with tools, but I was I was very good with tools, and you know, you can make good money from working with your hands if uh, you don't have a college education or you have some college education or whatever you can make money with your hands and so that's kind of why i started the channel is i had a, a tough learning curve on buying tools and stuff and kind of want to help people be able to navigate what might or might not work with them yeah so i mean like cp the tool addict i mean he loves tools too so it's Pretty sweet that he's joining us tonight. But yeah, Fluke 88 and a Harbor Freight, that's a pretty sweet combo. Uh, Brandon, we did have somebody that uh, asked, I think it was actually CP the Tool Addict, uh, what was your tools of choice? 
Oh yeah. Uh, so the tools of choice that I use every day is my Tecton quarter inch set and my gear wrench three set. Use it every day. Um, if I'm out in the field and I need a three eight set, I got my blue point set that I have. It's got about everything I need in it. Unfortunately, my uh, I don't know why I go crazy over it, but my my cover I loaned it out. My cover went missing for the top of the sockets. I don't know why I go crazy about that being missing. I even got the kept the cardboard that comes in between the the sockets on the Tecton. I keep it in there after I'm done with my tools. I put it all back in there. That's because that blue point set is your most expensive set. And so, and I didn't even buy that set. It was given to me. See, there you go. But see, at the end of the day, you know the value of that tool. And see, that's yep. where, like, you know, I might have my seven-year-old or my six, fifteen-year-old, you know, pick up some of my tools, and it's like, why is that just sitting in the grass that needs to get put back away? And those are values that you instill in people. Yeah, and I think the morals and values also have to go with the respect of the tools that you have. And the things that they can do because the amount of money that you can earn from crappy tools to even the best tools, they're only as good as the way you treat them and respect them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I learned to, I learned to respect those tools, those name brand tools early on. My, my uncle's a heavy diesel mechanic and up in Ohio and he has, he has the big expensive toolboxes hundreds of thousands of dollars in tools that he invested over in the last 30 years. And he, I learned that from him early on. When you go put a toolbox, a tool up in his collection, you wipe the tool off. You clean your hands before going to that toolbox to put the tools back in that toolbox. Cause that's just how you did it. When you're dealing with expensive toolbox and expensive tools. Yeah. I got a mix of both. I mean, there's quite a few people in the chat that, they're saying that they have a mix of, of both. And I mean, I honestly have a mix of both too. Yeah, me too. I mean, and that's the way, that's what real people have. I mean, they have a mix of tools, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, One thing I can always say is what I don't have is a, uh, a tool truck bill. Cause I yeah. always pay my tools out. Yep. I can hear you too. Everything is pretty much cash or I don't need it. So, I know I kind of went around some of the specialty tool thing because the honest to God truth is you either can afford a specialty tool or you make your own tool. Yeah. Just how it is. I mean, when you have a mix of tools, if you need something to bend, right, you need something to extend, right. And you don't have that expensive tool, then you make it. Well, that, uh, that socket that you have there seems like a specialty tool to me. Yep. It could be anywhere from, uh, doing uh, Ducati axles on there because of the size, or it could be specific for wind power generation. Uh, that's just what it is. Yeah. Went to your pawn shop challenge and bought a thousand dollars in blue points. Yeah, I think his I think his uh his tool challenge was twenty dollars. I'm struggling with that one too, CP. So don't feel bad. Um, don't worry. I'm struggling with my own challenge. We went down to Austin, which is a bigger city. Well, most people heard of Austin, and we hit the pawn shops down there. And 
all the pawn shops had very little tools and was overpriced, way overpriced. So we didn't find anything down there. It happens. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's some of the fun just of tool buying, tool using, tool looking is just finding that deal. It's no different than your best friend telling you he found this deal or heck, maybe you maybe you went to the the store and you got a 24 pack of beer that ended up being a 23 pack for like 50% off because it had one beer missing. Heck, yeah. I'll, I'll take that any day. 23 beers for half the price. Yeah, that's a hell of a deal. <laughs> oh man, guys, for some reason I popped over here. Man, we did it right tonight. We got two dislikes. So that means we've done it right tonight, guys. Oh yeah. Wow. That's you a record. Know, I, I'll be honest. I'm not gonna lie about this. <laughs> I used to take a dislike. I'm like, what did I say wrong? What I, you know, because I'm a pretty friendly guy. But you know, yeah, you can't take it serious. Is is you throw your shit out there, and if people hate it, they hate it. That's just the way it goes. Who cares? Right? Yep. It is what it is. You know, I like I always take myself as like I'm a pretty even keel guy. I I, I don't think I'm very much of a, a drama type channel. There's a lot of those out there that 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 do that for uh views and whatnot. <clears throat> but you know what? If I have I have someone that thumbs down every one of my videos as soon as I come on, that's all right. They just dislike me. That's pretty sweet. Oh well. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You gotta wear it as a badge of honor. They give you the watch time for watching your video. Just come to get that. Yeah, God bless them, right? Yeah, yeah, I got. A, I think I got like five to eleven followers that are like that, and it's really weird because I know ne I never know who they are or what they do, and I don't care what they do, but their hours of operation they're all over the board. Like they are just so lackadaisical, and they're so lazy. It might be. 30 seconds or it might be like 36 hours that they're getting a chance to do that. So I wish they would really just be like on the ball and efficient, but they're not. So I can't even give them props for that. They're just, just pretty darn lazy in my eyes. CP the tool acts that dislikes me and you're getting better. I go through yeah. things, you know, and, and rightfully so the thing with the internet is, is no matter how, much you try to word things the way you want to word them, uh, people just aren't going to like what you have to say. Yep, and that's their opinion, and you got your own opinion. And the funny thing is, you voiced your opinion. Thumbs down doesn't voice your opinion. So, I mean, yeah, they watch my shit. So, thank you for that. <laughs> um, it's really funny. You'll hear people that'll be like, "Yeah, I don't watch that person." And then the funny thing is, is they're doing a video literally on the thing that you just did because they thought they could do it better or they're yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I don't watch that client graphics channel. I'm going to go buy a bunch of Mac tools now because I haven't seen a Mac tool truck. Client graphics did a Mac tool truck. So it's actually really, really funny when I look at the things out there and maybe it's just me comparing whatever I want to compare or how I want to see things, but it's, but it's my world. It's, it's my observation of it. And if I need to say something in my eyes to make me continue to do what I do, continue to do what obviously people potentially like, because I think that my channel is is a reflection of me and it's positive and is doing well, well, then I'm going to continue to do that. And it doesn't really matter 
the more people say one thing like you can't do this, it's really just one of those opposite ways to say, I'm pretty sure I can. And I'm pretty sure yeah. that my numbers at the end of the day are going to be basically, if you look at awesome, funny projections, if, because no, nobody can continue to do what they do. I mean, Neil was just producing a mass amount of content six months ago. I was producing a mass amount of content six months ago. We kind of tailed off. And then you got BSS. He's just slamming Instagram today. It's like, dude, I can't keep up with you. But the funny <laughs> thing, it's not a competition. You do what you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah. And if you're not having fun doing it, then you just kind of relax. Yeah. I mean, I um, I oh. fell into that got to have content and stuff. And I, I just, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I, I make videos. And every week I add a few more videos to my, my role of previous videos. Um, I did have something for you there, though, Chris, or BS, if you could tell me what this is. I bought this only because it was inexpensive on Amazon. Um, very inexpensive, and I thought it was, it was cute to have. So I'll show you. It is... Sorry. Proto half inch. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. You got where you hook in the ratchet. Almost works like a crow's uh, foot. Exactly. Yeah. And on top of that, because partly you, Chris, and there's a few other channels like Bearded CB and stuff, um, I was looking for like a decent set of ratchets for myself to just have full time and I ended up going with the Capri yeah oh yeah my uncle just bought a Capri uh, torque wrench at a pawn shop for $15 a Capri at a pawn yeah yeah wow interesting yeah you know it's funny tools are out there all the time and CP, yeah, I love you, man. I'm not even picking at you. I'm just saying in general, it's one of those things. I hadn't been on a Mac tool truck before that. I had bought some stuff at a pawn shop. It's kind of a neat little setup there. And it's just one of those things, you know, you don't – YouTube also silently suggests things to you, whether you're a content creator or a viewer of tools, once you start doing things. So, you know, I myself, I start typing in Mac tools just to see kind of where things are at. And then I start seeing things that I've never seen before as they suggest those things later on. And, you know, that's just, that's just how it is, man. But you're right. It's not a competition, but it is a competition. But it's, it's not really a competition because we never say it is. No, and like these, these Capris and stuff, I mean, for – Bearded CB had like a, a one-year review. Um, you, Audubon Dan. By the way, Audubon Dan, did you see his um, his Japanese stuff he's getting? Yeah, I, I saw some of those. It made me look at them. <laughs> the thing, the thing, they're very nice. They are, they are very nice. 
But when you look at it in terms of longevity, you hope it works out because the way the Japanese market is for tools is completely different than the U.S. market. They, they literally don't have a warranty at all. You buy the tools and you're done. So whether that tool is $70, our, our money, or it's more or less, you basically bought that tool and you're done. Now, that's a tough pill for me to swallow knowing that tools do do fail prematurely know that so even look at audubon dan he bought a brand new ratchet and i won't name the company but it had issues it skipped he had that ratchet rebuilt in the first couple of weeks and it had issues again later on that was serviced and available through a dealer to get him to where he was at with a pretty much maybe non-functional ratchet, even still today, whether he was able to trade that in. Right. You may not be able to do that with some of those other high expensive tools. So it is a little bit of a gamble. It's, I always remember this one episode. I used to, I don't watch it much anymore. I do catch an episode if I can, but Gas Monkey Garage and they were, um, doing a, a Rolls Royce and they looked at the owner's manual. They're trying to find out the horsepower. And when they got to the page, the, the pages, the horsepower said sufficient. That's all they put in there. So it was like, you know, and you know, those cars, they're just built to be in the shop. You know, they look very nice. Um, they usually don't run well. So, is those type of people can afford to fix it all the time, but that's kind of what that company reminded me of, or like what the head when it it just says we are so good we have no warranty. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> easy for you to say as the company, but I don't know about me as the consumer. Yeah, I mean, there you go for a little wrench. This is vintage. Ooh, look at that. Hmm. This would be set for setting a magneto. I'm sorry guys. When I when I do it, I don't I don't do it small. We just do it a little bit bigger over here on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> so that, hey, that this was, is super old. Yeah, these are super new. That's the uh <laughs> that's the uh 36 inch harbor freight on the top versus the uh 40 inch Capri on the bottom. So I know on one of my videos, I mentioned that it was a little bit smaller. So the funny thing is, is the Harbor Freight mentions, they measure theirs actually on the 90 degree for 36. And the Capri Tools one here, they don't measure the 40 inches on the 90. They measure the 40 inches when it's, you know, standing up straight. So they get a kind of little unfair advantage there. But when you look at these two side by side, I mean, the thickness on the shaft here, and we're really talking a lot, wrenches and ratchets and breaker bars, uh, they they are literally about the same. The actual, and everybody's, everybody's uh, experience may be a little bit different. The flop on the Capri one is a lot smoother or easier than the actual Harbor Freight one. And they've both been tightened up. So like if you were to put a 32 millimeter socket on this one, it would flop a little bit easier than the, the Harbor Freight one. Now, they haven't had a chance to get broken in. It's just all I can tell you. But the Harbor Freight one was like $72 after coupon. 
plus tax, where the Capri Tools one was actually like $69.99 and I had a coupon, so it was like $58. So the Capri one was the biggest bang for a buck when it came to those. But that's about all I know on those big old breaker bars. I I did I did pick up the the Capri thirty inch. Nice. That was like that's pretty inexpensive though. Yeah, that one is. Is that the Hawkins drive? Yeah, I think in the thirty dollar range, thirty six maybe. Yeah. No, I need to pick one of those up then. So yeah, that's the thing. When it came to uh, breaker bars, you know. It is actually the Capri ones. The reason I bought the Capri one is because it was cheap, just literally dirt cheap. Yeah, I, that's I, I didn't have one. Um, I did want to say, though, I don't know if this will work, but I hope it does. No, it does not work. That's okay. That happens. Uh, yeah, CP, I, th here's the thing. So I could have put some more torque on those by hand if I wanted to when I was testing them on here. But in all reality, 800 foot-pounds is a lot of torque. Those breaker bars, I think the uh, the Capri one is like 1,200, and the Harbor Freight one, I'll just put in the general area, we'll say 1,000. That's still so much torque. And the directional snap or things like that, I mean, I'm probably going to have to hook up or make some kind of like hydraulic kind of machine to put torque down on those if I'd ever get that far because it's a ton. I mean, by hand, because that's the biggest difference. Everything I've done to date is by hand. It's not a machine. It's not anything applying those forces. So I really do put myself in a safety third situation. But, you know, it's fun. The reality is, is that people don't have a machine there when they're breaking a lot of hand tools. They're using them. Yeah. They're not always putting a cheater pipe on it because they've had something for 10 years or 20 years. But it happens. The amount of force and leverage that you can put on a half-inch drive, 25-inch bar, when you put your feet and yank on something where you're just, just pushing back with your legs, you can rip one of those apart. and You don't even need a pipe on it. It just happens with age. And for everything else, there's a torque multiplier. So, yeah, I did look into some of the X4s and things like that. Um, but we'll see. There, there's a lot of different things. I just haven't jumped down that path. Uh, looked at some 800 to 1 ratios, uh, some old military surplus kinds of things. Maybe I'll go hydraulic. Maybe I'll go some kind of uh, torque multiplier thing. But with planetary gears instead, that'll get me up to that 601 or 801, but I, I haven't figured out what it's going to be yet. I but think, it'll happen. I think if you ever did decide to come up with a hydraulic setup, I think you can make one easy using like a porta power. Oh, you snapped in a uh, and broke a rib on a three quarter inch uh, clutch. Yeah, that's not good at all. And you would need a long ram press. Yeah, you would. So those are the things that it's like, man. A half inch is probably where we're going to stop at. Uh, but don't get me wrong. There'll be a lot of half inch stuff to do. But even that, like I'm I'm still thinking every setup that I have, it's going to have to be reworked for half inch because it's it's really not the safest. But it happens. 
What's up, old school repair shop? I did. I did think about getting the clutch one too. It's really just the uh, the old, the only northern tool I have, and I haven't been there. It's about seventy-five miles from my house. Man, and I just just haven't haven't got up there. I'm glad one isn't even in the next state because I've seen some videos and I feel like I would have traveled. <laughs> yeah, you you know, I've only been to one northern tool in my life. And it was actually, um, okay, so Zaphiel, I won't do the one-inch drive test, but I did have a manufacturer that sent, sent me some information that uh, they they did a, a mock one-inch test on, you know, a piece of metal that they put in, in some uh, ribbed extensions of theirs, and it broke at 500 foot-pounds, so, or sorry, 5,000 foot-pounds. And that was all in a mechanical testing, so 5,000 foot-pounds is absolutely ridiculous unsafe and it's not going to happen where i'm at but still would be really really cool uh yeah they do have one in omaha um it's it's about like i said 67 to 75 miles from where i'm located at yeah my closest one's about an hour away but the one thing, longer the one thing i did that is appealing i wish there was a northern tool in lincoln but there's not but the one thing appealing about them is they have their house brand, but then they also have other major brands that you're familiar with. So what, yeah. So that to me is truly appealing, but not appealing enough that I'm going to drive 75 miles one way or 120 some round trip that I'd want to go up there and do that because I have a lot of just one-off tool shops or specialty um places where I'm at that I can get some of the brands that they sell at Northern Tool. Now, I have I have a few questions for the cordless tools at Harvard. Great. Maybe if you could fill me in, Chris, I don't know. I can try. I can tell you that I bought a couple in, in one line and I'm not impressed with it. So like the Bauer lineup there definitely is their biggest lineup, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of, of, of tools, and they're like the homeowner grade tools, yep. right? Earthquake seems like they have a decent lineup for mechanics. And uh, I know one mechanic is a mechanic on YouTube, and he has a few earthquake stuff um, and, and a couple others. And it seems decent. It seems like it lasts. AVE even took Earthquake apart and said, you know, this stuff's the real deal. So not saying he's the end all be all, but that's a pretty, pretty good guy on YouTube to listen to. Um, and then Hercules, I did, I did buy that, this here, um, this, the screwdriver, compact screwdriver, two speed. It is a good tool that Chuck, is messed up on it does not work great but they have like no tools and that's their professional lineup so i understand as a company it's slow go they're growing it i guess maybe in a in a right way but i mean when do you think they'll be competitive with like a 
Home Depot or Lowe's or something with the cordless stuff? I don't know. I mean, they don't share a whole lot when it comes to looking at that pipeline. And when they do, you literally know about the same time everybody else does because they have blanketed out in um, in an email or the bear got wind of something or something like that. But I mean, you know, I've tried, really tried to like the Bauer line and was going to start dipping my, my feet into it with the um, jet blower and string trimmer and things like that. But I couldn't do it. That, that three amp hour battery was crippling. Now, that being said, since I started testing those, they are going to come out with the five amp O and the eight amp. And again, those are one of the things where they release that information, but we don't see them in store today and we don't know when they're going to be there. The problem is, is that when I want a tool, I do my price comparisons and then I buy one in the next three to six months or sooner, it might be even weeks, then I'm done. So the reality is, is I ended up buying cobalt in those. So I really don't have any reason to go back and look at the Bauer brand other than the sense that my wife, at the same time I was going to buy my jet blower, she's like, I want the vacuum cleaner. I, I want the little, little, little vacuum cleaner. So we bought that for her. Well, the reality is, is we had that thing for about six, seven months and the end started cracking on it where you put the extension tube on it. So I need to do a video on that one. Yeah. But the reality is, is I was able to put some hose clamps on it and be good to go. Ideally, long-term, I'd probably have to find an equivalent PVC pipe in that, maybe put some epoxy around it, and now I'm going to have a big old white ring on the end of that vacuum cleaner, but it's going to be able to last as long as the battery. The reality is, is they have good batteries. They have good cells in those batteries. Now, the protection isn't there like what you would get when you get a Makita battery or a DeWalt battery. It's just not. But it works. It's got good Samsung cells the last time I checked them out nine months ago. That being said, they've increased the prices on their batteries from what they originally were. So they're not quite as attractive as what they were six to nine months ago. So you really have to look at that tool line. And if you're going to use it every day, it's probably not the tool for you. Now, I know Horses Shop, he was in here. You know, he's like an 18-year-old kid, just got done with high school, maybe still in high school. He's right around that age. Yeah, he's 17, and he's well, he's about to turn 18, and yeah, this is his last year. Right. So something like that for him might be the right tool for now. But then you really have to look at that next. What are you going to do in three years? Ryobi. I. You know, you know, I mean, HP. That's that Craig Durbin and uh, Stacy uh, Twistar Racing. That's they're the Royal Obi guys, right? So the reason it was still a good purchase for him to get into the power line is because it's closer for him to okay. go to Harbor Freight, where his Home Depot is like a hundred miles away or something like that. Yeah, no, that's that's legit. Yeah, so his Harbor Freight, I think he said, is anywhere from like twenty to forty miles versus 100 miles or it was just substantially more so in that case it made sense for him and if you buy their extended warranty which i'm not a proponent of because if you look at the price of a tool and you don't have a bunch in the line the amount of money that you would pay 
on the jet blower, battery, and charger because you got to buy them all separately, plus a two-year warranty was going to be more than if I bought the string trimmer, battery, and jet blower kit from Lowe's. Right. And it's an over. Well, you know, my one takeaway from Harbor Freight, if you're looking at just cordless tools and stuff, like if Home Depot is closer, go to Home Depot and buy your stuff. If Harbor Freight's closer, go go there. You know, in in terms of the cordless tools, yeah, Home Depot has a better selection, but like bits and stuff, you know, the Hercules bits and stuff seemed really good. But, it, you know, like I said, it, it's about whatever's closer to you. That was my yeah. opinion on, on Harbor Freight. Yeah, and CP kind of nailed it there. I mean, I wish I would have come up with the double 90 plan because that's pretty it's pretty substantial there. But that's what it is. Your 90 days. This is the one thing that I will, will plug for Harbor Freight and say is great every day long. That, that 90 days is like a trial period. If you break your stuff on 87, 88, 89, just make sure you get it back before the 90th day and they will give you your money back or they will replace it. Assuming that it's not like one of the $1,000 scanners or something like that. There are some um, restocking fees on certain items. But that 90 day is like a trial period. That, um, so I bought some, I have a, I have a, a store around here called Busy Beaver. It's a part of True Value or something like that. Anyways, they have Genesis, which is a cheap, like, hyper-tough type tool brand. But it comes with a two-year warranty. Okay. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, why can't we do two years? And how does their two-year warranty work? Do you have to hold on to your receipt? Do you have to... No, I, I, think, I think if I buy it from, from Busy Beaver... It's uh, just return it in a replacement there. If I bought it off like Amazon, still comes with two-year warranty. I think I just contact them. And it's just like WorkPro. Like you just shoot a, a picture or whatever, and they send you a new one. WorkPro is a, a two-year um, on the cordless also. Yeah, you know, WorkPro has never asked me to test out one of their ratchets, but I can definitely tell you if I tested one out, I would test their warranty on it as well. Um, the Capri Tool one, it, it's 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 pretty decent. It's one of those you break it, you send them a picture, they'll have you your item out, assuming that you bought it from Capri.com. They'll have all your information. If you bought it from Amazon, you then have to furnish your you know receipt. But so it's funny. Like some people complained about the warranty of, of Capri that you have to show them place of purchase or something like that. Amazon keeps your receipts forever. So if you buy it from Amazon, it's pretty easy to go in, find your invoice, get it digitally yep. and then upload it. So to me, that's, eh. it's like, are you really, you're going to be like that. Um, Tekton doesn't do that. So it doesn't matter where you buy Tekton from. If you buy Tekton and you have a problem with it, they, they warranty it out. So I can tell you, Tekton did not appreciate me breaking their ratchet. They they did not appreciate me um, attempting a warranty claim on it. But guess what? They warranted it. And they gave me a new ratchet. Um, 
Capri tools. They, I sent them a picture and uh, they said, okay, we'll send you a new one out. We'll send you a box and you ship the other one back. They pay the, the shipping on it. Um, so that was the one thing about Capri is they do want your tool back. So don't take a picture and throw it away. You, nine times out of 10, they'll want shipping back because Capri actually, um, you know, looks at the tool. They, they try to evaluate it and see if it's, if it's something that they can fix in manufacturing. Uh, but again, they've already sent you out the tool, the new one. You send the old one back. Tekton didn't do that. Um, so I'm not sure how WorkPro is along those lines. If they ever ask for a shipping box back or they're just like, okay, it's WorkPro, we're good. Um, it's supposed to be like a no hassle. You just uh, uh, do it through Amazon. Just like it, so you don't even deal with WorkPro. It's just like a return on Amazon is what they told me. Oh, yeah. See, interestingly enough, I think some of the, the options to return on Amazon disappear after certain amounts of time. Yeah. So what do you do after two years when the return button isn't available on Amazon? Well, that's a two-year warranty, I guess. On the cordless stuff, I don't, I don't know how their hand tools are because, to be honest, I haven't had an issue with them. That's always good to know too. Yeah, I just know the uh, reason I mentioned that is because, um, like, something I bought, it had like a ninety-day warranty, but like the the return button like disappeared at like day eighty-nine or eighty-seven or something like that. I'm like, hmm, that's fishy. So it happens. Maybe it was a fluke or a mistake. Maybe something didn't load on my cell phone. But just just saying. Yeah, yeah, you're trusting an online retailer. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Because the Amazon one is like a, you know, it's a fluke because you're dealing with Amazon for that third party. So if the button's not there, like what do you do? You call up the support and be like, my return button's not there. But you can clearly see on the listing it says a two-year warranty. Like is that really what you do? I don't know. I, I think you'd be contacted there company yeah some some might take that return and some will i don't know yeah cp tool um i've actually used both of their pages um and they both are excellent they both are easy and uh you know texans texans a really interesting company so you know i got a chance to to talk to a lot of the people uh when i went to sema and they're they're all really cool uh all really great people but uh you know some some of the people, and I don't I don't fault them for it. You know they like to give me a tough time, and, and I like to give them a tough time too. I'm like, I would love to do a video on testing out your warranty, and uh, they're like, why would no? You don't do a video on testing out your warranty. You do a video if it fails, and I'm like, well, I'm hoping that'll break 300 foot pounds. <laughs> yeah, make that bastard fail. Yep, yep. We're gonna yeah. make that. We're gonna make that fail, and you know. It's like, eh, production costs. And I'm like, production costs? Who are you talking to? I'm a guy in a garage. I don't have production costs. <laughs> you know, I mean, when I started doing, like, tool tests and stuff way back, um, you'd, ha you'd have some good smoking fun, you know? Yeah. People don't seem to care with the drills and stuff, with the cheaper stuff. And to be honest with you, it is – it's – for me or what i was doing was pure entertainment and 
I'll be honest with you, I've been buying a lot. A little bit better tools, a lot better, I guess. I haven't smoked a tool in a long time, but it happens. I keep hoping for it. <laughs> for the entertainment value, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, so Zaphiel there, he he's kind of not necessarily backing me up, but Amazon is set for time for everything uh, not based on warranty advertise. And that's kind of what I've run into. And so yeah. didn't know how to get past that next step or what I was truly supposed to do for that because it's like there's not like some easy like button that says like contact manufacturer for additional questions. And it's like, am I supposed to do a review saying that the warranty button's missing at day 400 out of something? I mean, there's not like an easy button to get their attention. And I'm not the guy that wants to like put somebody on blast and things of that nature. But if I have to struggle too much, even looking at that when I'm going through the check boxes I look for when I purchase a tool, then it's not always going to be the best tool for me. I, I'd, I'd be gladly willing to spend $10 or $15 more if I know what the return process is, is and how it works. Now, I got a question for Brandon. Yep. What is a tool or whatever, one tool that you were excited to buy that disappointed you the most? Ooh. And you, have you, to. you got to think about it for a bit. Let me know. I just, I, I want to hear that from you, though. Yeah, I think it's the air needler from Harbor Freight. I was excited because I thought it was going to make my job easier. Brought it home. First day on the job, I was cleaning the deck off so I could weld it up, and it broke. Less than five minutes in, it broke. It was a disappointment to me. So did you have an easy exchange process, out of curiosity? I just... Did you I even just, want an exchange? I, I, yeah, I took it in, got the money back, and uh, <laughs> ended up using Dremel to clean the paint off. So you didn't want to take a second crack at it with a exchange and see if you'd have a better experience with the next one, or you just you just were straight up done? Yeah, yeah I was just straight up done. <laughs> some tools that you just, you know, you, you think going in it's going to be great, and then – it's not, and you just you don't want to bother with it, you know. I actually, I'm, I'm, I might take my son for a, a little trip to Harbor Freight tomorrow. The second family member. Uh, by the way, where are you drinking there, Chris? Out of curiosity. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. There you go. I got the Miller Light. Yeah, my most. I got that, and I forgot to buy anything tonight. Wait, you got it. Why? Why did you not have a beer? I don't know. I ain't left the house all weekend. Damn it. <laughs> so my my most recent disappointment purchase would probably have been that Drillmaster 14-inch industrial cutoff <laughs> saw back there. So I told you it was underpowered. It's definitely underpowered. Uh, but the reality is, is it really underpowered if I trip a 30-amp breaker three times in the process of doing it? And anyways, it didn't cut through three quarter inch bar stock in a timely manner. I mean, it, it looks like the that. question is, was it, 
Where what kind that? of sparks did you have? Was it hardened still? No, just, it was like. Nope, it's just regular. You go to Fasten All, you buy some b- brand some new mild bar- still. Yeah, yeah, just some brand new bar stock, and uh, had great sparks, just stuff flying everywhere, and took me like like I said, twenty five minutes to get through it. Between <laughs> flipping the breaker, going back upstairs just laying down it and you could just literally, if I wanted to, I could have stopped the damn motor with, with the, if I wanted to, it was, I think I'm, a, I think I'm switching. I think I'm going to switch over to a bandsaw. I think a bandsaw is the way to go. You get a cleaner cut. It, it seems to go a little faster than a chop saw. Yeah. So which, I think made, it's the way. which made me think it's like, God, could they have done like a bandsaw pipe blade like in a circular saw that i could throw on there to do like the same dang thing no. uh, so clutch yeah. has a chop saw that's a bandsaw yeah that's kind of what i need because i don't need i don't need the whole big profile i really just yeah. something that is in it's a, really compact yeah that's fairly compact and that's where i thought i was going to get the bosch one with the the uh the Bosch uh, core 18 volt breakup tool, except for guess what? That was one of the few that somebody already broke up with their tool and they got to it before I did. So they were out of the vacuum cleaner and they were out of that bandsaw. So I'll tell you right now, I don't, I thought I had still had on here. I have the seven and a quarter inch brushless Ryobi circular saw. And I had to, uh, one of our apartment complexes, we have metal doors I had to rip some of the door off because I tiled a floor. Had to cut some off the bottom there. Then I got the Diablo uh, blade to to use on Cirque Saw. Some people said, I don't think that cordless one will have enough RPMs to get through it. And that thing freaking pooed through it. And the Diablo blade was awesome. So, I mean, ripping... uh, a metal door is, is so. I always thought with uh, metal, you want the torque, but you don't want the RPMs. You want a slower RPM <coughs> for yeah. through metal. Higher torque, slower RPM. I think. Yeah, you. I think you're right there. Yeah, within reason. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I never did it before, so I just I bought the blade. That's the seven and a quarter inch. So I had, I had the old. Uh, older four amp hour battery stuck it on there and zero i mean it cut through like butter it was awesome yeah it really just comes down to safety i mean they don't want you to throw in a regular circular saw blade on trying to cut through metal have teeth flying off carbide yeah. all over you will get hit by uh by some some metal and stuff so. yeah and that's that's the reality of it is trying to be as safe as possible right. from people that do silly things. Because the reality is, is that some people think the things I do on my channel are outrageous and they're like, why would you ever break a ratchet? Why do people ever do the things that they do? Yeah. You, 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 some, sometimes you're a lot of times you're in situations, you got to get the job done and all costs necessary. I mean, the amount of people, I mean, that I've seen accidentally cut through their powered circular saw cord. 
it, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. It happens though. That's why you buy cordless. <laughs> <laughs> um, safety is number one. That's true. But I mean, we've all, so I'll, I'll say one of my dumbest moments ever. And it involved this beauty of a drill. I was, I was up in my attic and I was putting in a, a ceiling fan box for uh, is installing ceiling fans. And you want to get the, the actual boxes with the brackets to go between the joists and stuff. <clears throat> I'm up there in the attic and I got, you know, my, uh, this, this with the Phillips two in the chuck there. I got the, the screw nice and tight and I go hit the trigger and that screw popped out, nailed me in the eye straight on. Um, I finished doing all the electrical, getting that all done, getting the fan hung. I had to go to the ER. Uh, I scratched my cornea, that nail, you know, and I'm, I'm doing that work and people are like, why didn't you wear safety glasses? I'm like, listen, man. If you're doing the same thing, you wouldn't have gone down, put safety glasses on to screw screws in. Right. It's, that's real life. You don't yeah, care. that's real life. That's, it just happens. And the, the other question would be, do you wear safety glasses now? No. No. <laughs> but I will say I grab them when I can <laughs> or remember. Yeah. And uh, like probably the most thing, I, sometimes when we have doors that don't close due to expansion, um, we'll cut back the strike plate a little bit with the Dremel. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll I definitely use safety glasses now for that most of the time, not all the time. <laughs> or you just learn to put your head in a different spot. No, you just stand above the tool. Yeah, exactly. When those things break. They just break and they don't come up at you. They go down. Um, just don't have your face in front of it. Yep. Uh, so CP the yeah. tool addict mentioned one thing, safety third. And I think that's really basically the truest thing. So if you really look at life and where things are at, does safety make you money? Nope. Safety does not make you money. It might bring you home alive, but it doesn't make you money. And the reality is, is it doesn't give you time back. You only have so many hours in a day. There's certain corners that you do have to cut, but you have to do them in an educated, safe way. So everybody's going to have their own different triangle of how to get things done between money, time, and safety. There's different ones and you got to find that happy medium. And then I also look at it then when everybody preaches safety, are we really safe anymore? You know, when you're 16 and you're learning to drive, something they drill into you, you follow the speed limit because you don't get a ticket when you're speeding. Well, you can get tickets many other ways, not just speeding. You can get hurt many other ways and you're still being safe. You could get hurt just as bad. You may get hurt less. The reality is if you're working with your hands, if you're working with tools, it's not a matter of if you're going to get hurt or have an accident. It's a matter of when, and you're just trying to minimize it. Yeah, minimize. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 
like you have to think in your head the actual risks that go along with stuff and you gotta be like i'm good or right yeah, i'll be okay right <laughs> i mean or, this is dangerous but it needs to get done right you look at something you're like i can beat that with a hammer okay well how hard am i going to beat that if i slip if it kicks back uh, you know, one of the dumb things I did when I was uh, a kid was working on uh, Nissan 240SX with my dad. And uh, he's like, that transmission's not coming out, son. He's like, I'm going to go wash up. And I was like, no, dad, the transmission is coming out. And so, you know, I'm underneath the car and I'm wiggling and I'm jiggling. And guess what? Transmission on my chest. <laughs> dad's in the dad's in 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 the other room washing up. I'm like, Dad, the transmission's out. It's on my chest. Get it off. <laughs> Guess what? I was okay because yeah. the reality is, it was an aluminum body. It was really fairly light. I was just in an awkward position where I just couldn't lift the thing up off my chest enough to wiggle it out, and it just needed a second person. Was it dumb? Yeah, it was pretty dumb. Was I going to get injured and kill myself? No. Could I have got seriously injured? Maybe. Thankfully, I was young enough that my ribs were elastic enough and I didn't break anything. Now, it would probably crush me and I'd be a big sissy and I'd probably – who knows what. But the reality is, is I was safe and I was okay. But I won't ever let a transmission fall on my chest again. Yeah. That's, that's a good, good rule to live by. Like I said, my dad was was not very like we had. My dad was terrible at stuff, <laughs> and um, but when if we had to drill into masonry, he knew to get a masonry bit. But we would still use just a regular drill, and then he would ask <laughs> my brother and me and him to just push on that thing. So he'd buy like three bits, get through what he needed to get through, and, and that was it. And it was like, like there was no safety with my dad at all. Like you just you plug in the circular saw, you you know, put your arm down, cut through that, you're all right, you're good to go. You know, I mean, it's just it's crazy. I think old school uh, repair shops kind of got a good point there, and I think not enough people actually do it. And I would say yeah. if you're going to talk about safety, one of the things that you truly can't get back and you never know the reality of it until it's too late is definitely going to be your hearing because you might have your ears ringing a little bit after things like that, but you assume that it's going to come back and it usually does. But every time you do that, it's not taking off time of now. It's taking time off your life later on when you're not going to be able to hear things as well or as efficiently. So even when it comes to, you know, if you were doing mowing all day long and other things, say, or just a bunch of grinding, a bunch of cutting, those are some things that you really seriously have to think about is your hearing protection. And well, some, go ahead. Eyes, eyes are going to be the same way, but it doesn't sneak up on you unless you're doing a bunch of welding and things like that. Where, you know, maybe you're just like, I'm going to tack that up. So you close your eyes, you try to turn away, you try to get that done. Um, but that hearing one, man, it sneaks up on you, sneaks up on you really fast. Another thing you uh, 
and I had the filter, I've had the mask and stuff, but something else that we don't often think about is our sinuses from grinding and welding. Yeah. I got real messed up sinuses now from grinding and welding. That's true. So especially if you're doing a lot of flux core stuff, that kicks off a lot of different gases than if you're just doing stick welding, at least in my And all that grinding dust. And all that grinding dust, that fine metal powder that you just whiff that in. And it's not the good kind of powder we're talking about here. No, it ain't. And you, you don't know it until the end of your job or the time when you pull out your hanky or your white Kleenex and you blow your nose and you're like, oh, yeah. But it's not just, it's not just grinding, even painting. So you'd be surprised. Yeah. You know, if you, you throw down a couple coats of paint, things of that nature, and you weren't in a paint booth, you weren't in a well-ventilated area, that can sneak up on you. You know, I'd be a little bit more worrisome about the grinding and the metal shavings if you breathe that in too deeply and that gets in your lungs and now you got to basically expel it either through it rusting out or coughing. That's a little bit more serious than, you know, some paint fumes that if you don't get lightheaded, you know, you just blow that stuff out and you'll be fine. But yeah, they're all, they're all serious things. You all just really got to take care of yourself. Yeah, I know the painting thing. I remember when the first time I started painting with spray paint and stuff, the next day my whole back of my throat was raw from just breathing that in while painting. Yeah, it it's one of those things. It'll sneak up on you. It's kind of like even like, you know, you're like, man, you see a cigar or something, and you're like, yeah, that's going to be so good. And then the next day you wake up and you have just this terrible taste in your mouth, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I forgot what those are like the day after. That's how painting can be like. Now, I'm not an expert at painting. I think painting, there, there's a lot of things I will do, and somebody might call me call silly. Me but painting is one of those things where, like, it's truly an art to lay down a nice coat of paint and then have to do minimal work after it to then lay down your clear coat on it and have good ventilation and not a lot of material coming down. That's one of the things that, that I'm not good at. I've tried, tried it half a dozen times. Not something I'm going to do again. That's how I feel about with, um, uh, like uh, patching or drywall work and stuff. Like All I that can, stuff will mess you up too. Right. I can hang drywall, but like at work, when we cut open a ceiling and stuff, I can't patch that and make that look good. I do, like, I can, I can cut out like a, a hole like that big in a wall and take a few days to to smooth it over sand it make it look good but that's a true talent too is is uh drywall guys and and patch yeah doing patchwork and stuff um yeah painting in, in my industry is not that hard like once you get a hang of um cutting in and stuff you're pretty much good to go other than that, though, but like the, the patching part's pretty, pretty tough. It's a town. Oh yeah, heavy heavy work, concrete things of that. It catches up on you. You might be doing your job, might feel a little bit, and then afterwards, you know, roofing. If you don't have a company that brings the shingles up on top of the roof, and you're the guy that's got to carry the fifty or hundred bundles up the ladder to get them on top of the roof. That could be some not fun work too, because you'll feel fine getting them up there. 
you'll start slowing down. But then the next day or night, you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. But that was my experience as like an 18, 19 year old kid doing a couple side jobs here or there. Yeah, it's better off to pay to have somebody put those up on the top of the roof for you. Yeah. Um, and CP, the tool addict, said concrete. I think you mentioned that. But a couple of years ago, I, I was, um, I, I had an angle grinder with flat discs, and I was about probably 200 feet worth of railing. I, I was grinding down, getting the rust off to repaint it all and stuff. And I was down on the ground, and there's a guy in that building that I was working on, and he was doing a um, he was he was uh like painting a bathroom in there, but he saw me on my bare knees doing the work, and he ran out to his truck and he came back and he's like, you know, he, he's like, I love seeing young guys doing trade work. But you got to think smarter. He's like, protect his knees. So he gave me like this nice little knee pad type stuff I put under. And now like if I do plumbing work or anything where I'm on my knees, trim work, all that, I, I bust out the Husky knee pads. I buy them um, by the dozen for work. Uh, definitely something you want to protect. Keeps your back nice and good. And um you know, uh, I'm, I'm very happy that guy told me, don't be an idiot. Put something on oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because recently I just found out I have arthritis in one of my knees. It happens. I uh, dislocated my pinky, and it's messed up whenever it gets cold. That thing still swells way different than my other one. Got some, I got a bum elbow here. I know I'm going to have arthritis in that at some point in time, but that's life. Yeah. I got it in my shoulders for lifting heavy stuff by myself that I shouldn't have been lifting in the first place that was by myself. And then it's the winter time. And on top of that, like I go to my doctor and he's like, uh, you know, you, uh, your weight. And I go, it's the winter time. I eat what I want. I don't work as much as I need to. Not worried about it. You're like okay, I, I I I am right now. I'm I'm drinking beer tonight, but uh, trying to get back down to my normal weight, which is hard. But like, you definitely have to take care of yourself, exercise. I want to be around as long as I can for my kids. Yeah, I hear you. Like I got a ton of facial hair. I got to need a haircut. I'm probably like 15 pounds heavier than I need to, but it's cold as heck outside, and I don't get to do the things that I like to do as much. I'm like 70 pounds heavier than I need to be. But um, well, I'm not saying like my optimal weight. I'm just saying heavier than normal. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> That's the scary thing. But I carry it well. I guess that's what people keep telling me. <laughs> what a BS. Uh, you know, the, the amazing thing cameras they can do nowadays, the filters, all that stuff. They used to say cameras added X amount of pounds. I think they can shave them off now. Well, you know me on YouTube. I don't <laughs> I do not do much with the, uh, the, the, 
the film work. I, I have to learn it, and I am. Tonight, when I did my live tool test, I had two other cameras recording. And I'm going to do that every Saturday that I can. Not next Saturday, because I'll be on a vacation, actually. But um, uh, I'm going to do it every Saturday and kind of play around with the editing to bring up, like, a... Um, uh, best of that tool test video. Sure. And just kind of play with it that way. Um, in, in terms of my YouTube, though, I'm very much like... I, the way my channel is, I, I just don't like to edit, I guess. Or never yeah, it's, def it's definitely not the funnest thing. If you really get into it, uh, it can take way more time than actually shooting a video. Well... Everything I've ever done, it's if I got into editing and stuff, or like you know, I, I I've made a lot of music and stuff. I I, I record. Um, if I overthink things, that's when it gets really bad for me. Mm -hmm. So to go in with the approach of one and done, it might not always be the best, but I just. I try to do the best I can, I guess. I think we all try to. If you're not, then you're doing something wrong. Oh, no, no, f for sure. But I'm just saying, like, I I, I, I haven't played around with editing. I don't know how to... <laughs> been doing this over a year. I don't know how to edit. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for... Really, just, just, just shy of over a year, too. And, I mean, editing is not my favorite thing, but... It's about the only thing that makes me look better. <laughs> but I'm still not good at it. It's just learning to cut so I can talk right. I, I noticed with you, Chris, in that like you kind of have like a a two voice approach. Um I guess one would be live ish and one would be um like, may you add some things in when you record? I don't know. Yeah, I, I do that both. It just really depends. Like, um, but some of it is, is the way the microphone's positioned with the camera yeah. versus, kind of you know, some of it's on the tripod and, yeah. and the microphone just picks up what it wants. And then another one is like when I'm actually holding the camera and I'm moving it around, then I've had to reposition the mic a different way so it picks up louder. And I've tried to level out some of the voicing, but you can't just make it all sound the same. But when you go through your videos, what what I'm getting at is it's it sounds really good, like the the way you do it. Is yeah, I, I I did a couple of videos that had some really really shitty sound. Um, bought a mic that was way too expensive that I've used like three times and will never use again, and just found out that you know, audacity, and then you put in a plugin that does your compression and um, your leveling out and takes away a lot of your white space or your breathing in and out, and it just makes everything sound a lot more level. There, there are some, like, what I like about yours is there's, there's some people that, like, cut a lot, you know? And it's like almost like every two seconds is like a, 
I, I don't know, very weird cut or you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I 100% know what you mean because my goal is to have the longest section of video I can with the least amount of cuts. And I typically like to have everything in minimum of like 15, 20, 30, or 45, or even like two minutes. Like I wish I could do everything in like a minute or two minute chunks. But the reality is sometimes it has to be 15 seconds or 30 seconds or one minute. And then you cut into something else, cut into something else, but then you come back to your long duration. It, yeah, it's it's tough, but um, I don't know, Brandon, you uh, you're kind of like me, just fly by by the seat of your pants, right? Well, not all my videos are edited. Uh, my longer videos are. If I'm gonna, sh if I shoot like two hours of footage, I'm gonna try to put it down to like twenty minutes because I don't believe anybody's gonna watch videos longer than twenty minutes. So it takes a lot of editing to get it down that far. The the weird thing I, I realize is like I make content videos and I make some where I talk about stuff and people really watch when I just talk. Yeah, I noticed that I get the where I was my my best videos where I was talking about what I did wrong on a drag I made for my garden, and it's got almost seven thousand views, and it's just me talking, me doing nothing at all but talking. It's the weirdest thing that people do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, honestly, you just never know how any video is going to perform. At least I don't, anyways. Yeah, you really, you really don't. No, um, it's kind of, it's kind of well, sorry, I'm late. Oh, guys. Cool. That's okay. Looks like we got old school repair shop joining us. I'm going to probably get this direction wrong. Yep, there, there oh, you go. You got, got it. it. Yeah, there you go. It's backwards. At least I can do it easier now. It's it's easier to do down and up than it is side. It's like yeah. the Brady Bunch, you know, where you're all like, yeah, it's more backwards. <laughs> well, I'm gonna check out my list of topics here that we had because you know we covered a lot of new things. We forgot to do the meeting. That's <laughs> what we forgot to do. But, do uh, I mean, at this point in time, I mean, if Old School Repair Shop wants to talk a little bit about any kind of new tools that he's seen on the market or any new new tool purchases he's had and maybe why, we can let him go ahead and do that because he's right over here. Yeah. Well, right. I haven't really bought much tools lately. I think the only new tool I've bought was Harbor Freight's new scan tool. Oh, which one did you pick out? The, uh, all that smaller one, the little $78 one. And that okay. cost me like 88 bucks along with the I got the cheapest one. Yeah, mine's a little bit bigger than that one. Yeah. Even this one's pretty good. It's just yours does a little bit more. 
Yeah, mine does ABS light. It does live data, which comes in handy with the uh, car project I have going at the moment, which that's kind of on the shelf. By shelf, I mean it's not even in the state right now. So did you purchase the Zurich, uh, like the 8 or the 11? E8, that's the one I got. Okay, so the eight one is the ODB2 code reader with live data. Yes. Uh, I wish Harbor Freight would have something for the OBD1 computer systems because I have both a vehicle with the first generation and a second generation OBD. Yeah, that would be kind of nice, but I, I haven't checked up on it lately, but the last time I checked, some of the ODB1 stuff could be had fairly inexpensive um online used uh because it's one of those things it's not current. it's obsolete anymore yeah. nowadays yep so well, sucks it's still relevant because people purchase and revamp and revitalize older vehicles it's just not what is on the market today for new items that being yeah. said you know i think you can still get a lot of life out of used tools and used items if you know how to repair things Exactly. Uh, I've got a point. I think I've posted in the comment section. I have a piece of a, a, a tool from 1919 that still works like a brand new one. Wow. And if you've looked in my videos, you actually see this huge tool sitting in the corner of my shop. And I use that thing once, twice, maybe three times a week. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, everybody's got a different price point that they want to be at. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to buy a name brand tool. One thing I'll have to say about a name brand tool, since we're speaking about age and longevity, I was still able to take my grandfather's 1946 Snap-on ratchet that had been damaged, uh, you know, in the last year or so, and was still able to put innards to get that ratchet back up working and running, which I wouldn't be able to do with some of the other store brand big box stores that you would do today. So kudos to old tools and manufacturers that still have the ability to support some of those old tools should you have any unfortunate issues. Yeah, actually, this goes back to the qu uh, question someone asked, and he's probably not here no more, and I forgot to answer it. He asked me if if I ever tried the Harbor Freight vices, and my answer is I've tried several different modern vices, and they just don't make them great anymore. So I went to an auction and actually bought one from the 30s, and that's what I use. It handles the abuse. Yeah, and I, I would second that, Brandon, 100%. I've tried the Harbor Freight vices, tried to really like them and use them. Every time I start really using them, they, they get weak in the joints. They uh, shift too easy or they'll slide around, and it's just not the vice for me. And I've fallen back to either a name brand vice or a, a used vice from, from years past. Just how it is. I think someone has their mic muted there because I didn't hear a single word he said. I have I have an eight inch. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 that's it. It better be a vice. Yeah. <laughs> vice back there, eight inch tectin. Been been great so far. Oh, a tectin vice? You have an eight inch tectin vice? Yes, I do. When did you pick that thing up? How long has that been surviving? Uh, over a year old. 
Neil, you got all these little things that you're just like me that you have that nobody knows about unless they're on a live stream that you could do a review on it. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you look around me, like I shouldn't need to buy another tool for the next year. I have enough stuff to do reviews on. But you do. But I do, and I'm going to because I buy what works for me and I review what I think is good or bad or indifferent. I, I wish I would have thought – so I'll get uh, to the small engine stuff. Maybe Brandon can – so when I first bought my house, I had about 20 ton of gravel to – a stone to, to, to move around my property. So I, I picked up a 1971 – I think it's a 71 – Montgomery Ward Garden Tractor. Oh, so you bought junk. It was a... Uh, uh, I think it was a 16 or 18 horsepower Twin V. Uh, the thing worked great, though. It moved the 20 tons around my property that I needed to. I had a, a blade on the front. worked worked really well. Um, what ended up happening, though, was, was the drive shaft... Uh, snapped on me eventually when I tried to push snow and um, my father-in-law did a heck of a job to try and weld it back together and and like make it balanced and stuff and he told me not to push snow with it and I did and I broke it again and then I had like a, I traded a trailer for a gravely I think that's what it's called yeah and, yeah. and that older model, and that thing was a beast. I ended up selling that, and then uh, now I have like a, a early '90s white uh, riding lawnmower. That's that's. I, I I ended up buying a white. Um, it has a, the Snow Chief um, two-stage snowblower, which has been great. So that's why I got the riding lawnmower. They're both like early '90s, but they've been tanks for me. Yeah, that I agree with that. Uh, most most of the tractors I have on my channel, they range from 1963 to my newest one, which is an 04. Granted, the 04 is a diesel, so you can't really kill them. But I l only like the older tractors because they could take a beating. Yeah, that Montgomery Ward was like, a, it was a tank. It was. And I can tell you right now, I have a 1971 John Deere 140H3. I bought that Those thing. Are nice. I bought that thing when I was six years old. I've been driving that tractor my whole entire life. I am not joking. My grandfather stuck me out in our two acre property that I own now and said, here, go mow. I mowed that property. Tractor ran great. I bought it six. I plowed snow with it on every year. I mowed our three-acre property where we are living, and then I moved up north. I'm not joking. I had that tractor fire up in negative three-degree weather, and it purred like a kitten. That, that, that's like the um, the the two-stage white snowblower I bought. Uh, it has like negative, I don't know, seven degrees. The only thing I had to do was I took a heat gun to the uh, pool chain to unfreeze it, but it sits outside and it fires right up 
first pool every time, every year. No issues. My biggest issue was batteries. Every day we had to pull the battery out of that tractor and stick it by our heater because it got so cold up there. The batteries legit froze. And if we <laughs> left it out there, I hate to say it, but we had to have our Jeep come around and even the Jeep had a hard time cranking that tractor. But wow. that little Kohler 14 horse that's in that, you can't kill it. And I have a little Jacobson 1963 with an eight horse Kohler. I've had that tractor underwater. I'm not joking. That sucker was submerged. It still run. I had a snorkel and stack. It was purring through that water in second gear. Transmission didn't like it, but it purred. That's awesome. And heck, when the great we thing is about it, the big neat. name. The good thing is about the bigger name garden tractors because garden track the older garden tractors, the, it's coming, it's finding the parts. But you know, the John, the John Deere's, the Cub Cadets, the Will Horses. There was more of a market for those, so it was e it's still easier to find parts. In fact, all three companies still make brand new parts for those mowers. You can buy them parts brand new. Have you guys ever worked on uh, J.C. Penny? Used to make the little uh, motorcycles. They made that, and they made riding lawnmowers and stuff. Yeah, I had one. I've, I had one. I had the J.C. Penny mini bike, the little motorized scooter thingy that you would classify as a street legal i bought one of those for 80 bucks it was a two-stroke i threw a part a plug in the guy couldn't get running for 70 years i threw a <laughs> plug in it first kick it smoked up my garage that's awesome <laughs> and i sold it for like 600 dollars and bought me a little toy to play with now that's what i did with that white two-stage snowblowers i bought that with a um you know, I'm not like a mechanic, so the white did have an issue starting. Um, but I bought it with a wood chipper, a white wood chipper. I sold that for a hundred bucks. I bought them both for 150. I sold that for a hundred bucks, and then I paid like I think sixty dollars to get the um, white wood uh, two stage blower going. It worked really well. What happened here? Oh, good. <laughs> All right. You just didn't like being up on, be the only one on camera, uh, Neil. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, he felt lonely and left out. <laughs> Uh, you know, after two hours, you start doing things that you don't normally do. You just try to change things up a little bit. Sometimes I usually have to get up and stand up and stretch and then sit back down. I don't have the most comfortable chair for live streaming. It's a wooden chair. I'm on the same thing. I'm sitting on a handmade, uh, I think it's pine, pine chair that my grandfather made. Speaking of new things as well as being tool related, have you guys seen the new DeWalt shop stool uh, that went on sale? Uh, actually, it's really not necessarily new, but DeWalt actually made a stool that has four rolling casters on it. 
Yes, I did. Who posted it on Instagram earlier? They it did look really cool. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. It had like a little basket type thing underneath it, but just the fact that it had four casters on it instead of five, because typically all manufacturers, for safety reasons, have moved to five casters so it doesn't tip over. It was it was kind of interesting to see that. But it's it's outrageously priced. Like it was it was hundreds of dollars. I can't remember what the actual price was on it. Probably more than needs to be. We got Jay Young in the chat. You get that bumper done? Yeah, on the new things, though, I did pick up a brand new uh, Harbor Freight paint gun that I've been itching to try out. Did you pick up one? I of the, like the Harbor. Did you pick the up Harbor Freight paint guns? Are great. Did you pick up one of the cheapy ones or like the expensive Black Widow ones? Black Widow. Oh. Yeah, I hear they're. Man, I like the cheap ones. I hear they're pretty I have available. a cheap one I haven't used, but it's just sitting in the corner of the garage getting dust. I got so this Black this... Widow one because I have a restoration project in mine, but I just haven't got the money to do it at the moment. So I have used the cheap Harbor Freight one on, on several a... restoration pro uh, projects. It puts out a smooth coat, and if you forget to clean it, oh well, go buy another cheap one. So it's great. Well, I will say though, their powder coating gun I got from them, I've been using that for the last two years. I've been meaning to do a, a review on it, but I'm absolutely in love with it. I love that. Th I rather have my powder coating gun than the paint gun. I just hate that their yellow turns out to be orange when you bake it. The only thing is with powder coating, if you got like a big project, you're going to need a giant a oven to stick it oven. in. Yeah. Or a lot of heat guns. Just kidding. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> that actually gives me an idea. <laughs> but do what you want with that information. I wonder how many uh, heat guns the old generator on the Suburban can do. <laughs> you know, we never said people do things that you shouldn't do. I'm a prime example of that. You should just try them once. That's all that matters. Then you can find out and report back if that is an experience that somebody else should partake on that never threw up a bunch of information. Just wanted to give a big shout out to some of the people that we got in our chat that recently joined us. We got JD Tech 9520. We also got Mr. Jay Young. JD Tech. He's a great guy. If you haven't checked out his channel, he produces some different content than what he used to produce from when I first started YouTube, but still a great, fantastic person nonetheless. Uh, back on the uh, stupid topic thing. Uh, recently, I got a job working at a dealership, an automotive, automotive dealership. And I, my first day, I have a t-shirt that says, I avoid warranties. Well, my first day, I was doing warranty work. <laughs> and I need to get a t-shirt that says, I avoid warranties. But somehow, they still manage to warranty them. Yeah, Joe Smith mentioned that you can get heat panels. Something like that might work for an application where you don't want to quite spend the amount of money on a big baking oven. I just don't have the space yeah, I, for it. Yeah. I'm working out of like a three-car garage, and it's just not big enough. I don't have any 
big enough room for anything bigger. My idea is to make a makeshift paint booth out of one of those portable Harbor Freight garages, one of the small ones. And that's my idea for a makeshift uh, paint booth. Jeez. You best stake them suckers to the ground. I got one. There are 100 footers. In the last engine show I went to, the winds weren't really bad, but I could I felt that tent or that uh, pop-up tent was starting to move around. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, depending on how much you were going to move it or not move it, I would definitely want to think you might be cheaper just to frame something up. I was yeah, well, maybe the like one of those had... portable garages or yeah. one of those pre-made sheds. Those would be great. Well, with the portable garage or with the portable garage they sell at Harbor Freight, I could take it down when I'm not using it, but I can stake it to the ground with T-posts like I have the greenhouse. Our greenhouse has survived Texas wind, and Texas winds is vicious. We had some really a high wind. So, well, yeah. Brandon, I'm going to probably wrap up things that I want to talk about tonight. I'm really still getting over some stuff. I had some bronchial things here uh, okay. the, last, the last two weeks, and it's taking a lot out of me to continue to, to chat and keep, keep my voice going before I'm going to probably start to lose. Oh, yeah, I know how it is. Yeah, I've been on the steroids, had some, uh, just really got a third round of antibiotics here. So hopefully, hopefully here in the next five days, I'll be able to do better. We'll see if I'm able to crank out a video here on tomorrow or Monday. I'm not sure if I'm going to make one. It'll be the first week that I haven't done a video in a week, but we'll see. But that's life. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't made a video in, I think, over a month. Try to do one at least once a week. So I'll just kind of, you know, I'll throw it up uh, at least for Q&A. If anybody's got Q&A for everybody here or myself, now would be the time to go ahead and put that in the chat. We'll try to do our best to get some of those. But then I give myself about five more minutes, and then I'm going to wrap up on my side of things. All right, yeah. So Q&A, guys. Post your questions. Jay Young, you know you can join anytime you want it. <laughs> yeah, this we point, got a free, we got a, we got a free spot next month. Or at this point, if Brandon wants to go for like a three-hour mark, the four-hour mark, the maintenance man mark, I mean, Jay Young, you're welcome. To I don't know if I could do three hours myself. You wouldn't I'm, have to. You just uh, stop your cam and then you let everybody else do all the work. Yeah, I got we'll a cup of coffee sitting there. I'm prepped for all night. <laughs> okay, I'll just turn the camera off. Go take a nap and come back. And <laughs> yeah, I, it might be good. It might be bad. It might not matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good to roll. That's yeah. what Hey, I got a cup of coffee beside me. I can easily go make more. Well, if Neil is up for it, I guess I could go for three hours. We're already at two fourteen. I don't know. Probably the newest thing that I have that I haven't got to take a chance at yet would be the uh, double box in zero offset Capri extra long metric. Uh, 
Really reminds me a lot of uh, Genius Tools, something that you can get equivalent on Amazon. Decently lightweight, still able to throw down a lot of torque. Would definitely be able to help you out if you didn't have a serpentine belt kit or something like that. Yeah. Really, really fantastic finish on those. Pretty impressed with that. But that's something that I got to take a look at. They're pretty fantastic. Especially if you start liking Capri, they're not really that bad of a brand. And just one of those things that people haven't heard of. And they actually have kind of like a monthly ad that you can see, kind of like a tool truck. So a tool truck will come around and they'll always have monthly flyers. Capri's all online, all Amazon-based or on their own website-based. And you can check them out anytime, look at all their ads and flyers, and they rotate them out. I really wish like Craftsman or any of the other store brands would do something similar to that where they'd have like a BOGO or something that would really get you in the store to continue to look at their tools and brands. Because I'll be honest with you, I mean, I'm a tool connoisseur. I love shopping. I love looking. I love buying. And just any of those things that's like, hmm, I don't really need this, but man, it's a heck of a deal. Yeah, I hear you on that one. I I have a good scan tool. When I was looking at the Harbor Freight one, I was like, do I really need this? Do I really need this? And I, I had this conversation with my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm getting a paycheck. I have a good working tool now. Should I go buy this one? Because I already have this working one, and this one has shiny. Does this one have a colored screen on it? I can't remember if yours Yeah, it has the colored screen. Yeah, so like to me, that'd be kind of big. I mean, it sounds really cheap and cheesy that you know you oh, buy a new tool over a difference in screen, but it's really not. I agree with you. It's not the no. the way that like screen technology and electronics have come in the last five years or ten years. It's, it's huge. huge. Like it's a game changer. Like Neil, for instance, he's got those snake cams. That you know, you can look down a drain and things like that. Five years ago, Neil, would that be even something based on the price point that you would have even considered? So he's basically on mute and he's telling us no, he would have not considered one of those because they are outrageous. <laughs> I mean, literally, when I looked at something like that five years ago, uh, they were hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah, when I was starting into working on cars, I looked into like a borescope camera. Oh yeah, five years ago, I looked at one that was over a thousand dollars. When I graduated college, I bought one for about five hundred. Yeah, and uh, the amount of like even USB bore bore cams that you can get uh, for pennies on the dollars. I mean, we're talking twenty bucks, thirty bucks, hundred bucks. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Technology, it's there. I bought a Ryobi, the four volt. It's got a three foot, you know, scope on it. Goes down full color. Got lights. You can change the settings on the lights. Is eighty nine dollars. I need to get a bore scope. I was doing uh, the spark plugs stripped out of my mom hose stripped out on my mom's Explorer, and I was doing those. But I thought it would be easier to be able to look at at those hose with a borescope 
you know, one thing that blows my mind, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to comment about it. So I did a video on heart tools versus Stanley tools at Walmart where I stress tested the ratchets because they first came out. Things blown my mind, 137,000 views on it. And a guy just has the, the, the gonads to comment, appreciate the content, but this video did not need to be 22 minutes long. The dude doesn't, <laughs> dude doesn't even know that it was like Brandon was talking about. That was like a two hour video that I had to cut down. <laughs> the amount of work it took to cut down that video. Thanks for watching and commenting. Have a good night. Yeah. That's yeah. Thanks for the watch time. It's like, at least he was nice enough to say, appreciate the content. Appreciate you watching. I'll leave it at that. But it, you didn't need to add the extra two cents. That's like, you know, Neil, you're a nice guy, but no, there is no but to it. Neil's a nice guy. Brandon, appreciate you having me on your channel tonight, but you're awesome. That's it. That's all you need to say. Yeah. But that, that's YouTube, man. Like, they're just um, – there's people there that are going to grab the – whatever they can to just be negative. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I did my best to compare Hart to equivalent price brand. I mean, you know, just think about it. Did, did Hart want me to compare their brand to Snap-on? Heck no. I mean, it's just I thought I did a – Great job to level set the playing field there. It's not not only that, like a lot of people don't understand that I buy my own tools to test. Yeah. Literally yeah. nobody nobody commented in the video that I threw up the Walmart purchase price there. And it's like, okay. I mean, it's not like I need to tell you I buy my own tools. You just saw it right there on the video that I bought my own tools. <laughs> and it's not like everyone can go out there and buy a snap-on tool and break it. Yeah. Or not everybody else can go out there and afford and buy a snap-on tool. Because think about it. If you like numbers and you think about all the times we go out and price shop tools, think about all the maintenance men that are out there in the world. There probably, while there is a lot, there might truly only be 100,000 maintenance men out there. Think about this, Brandon repairs small engines. That to me is an industry that there, it's not continuing to grow as far as people that continue to service. It's that. a dying industry. Yeah, it is. It really and so is. when I look at like even my hometown, I used to know of all these honest engine shops, small engine shop here or there, they're not all there anymore no. because they've got it where it's like, I can go buy a new Predator engine rather than repair the one I want, or I can't find the parts for the float and the bowl and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Brandon services an industry that while it might be dying, there's still people that need to do it. And there's still people willing to pay for it, but there's only That's like, like 40, commercial, but there's only yeah. 45,000 of those. So then you look at the big universe and we're only talking about 150,000 people and only half of those might actually watch YouTube videos. The, the, tr the truth is a lot of people just don't know that they can get their stuff fixed. That, yeah. that That's the honest to God truth. They're not educated enough to know that they might, like I have one small engine place that I could take my stuff to near me that I trust. That's it. Yep. 
if they close up, I don't yeah. know. You know, a lot of those guys, they just retired and yeah. they weren't up the business. That's true. That's happened and, to one of the places close to me. Guy retired. Um, but getting back to your points there, um, I, I have, I, I have to think about, but I did have something to say there. People are going to be who they want to do and how they want to be. And sometimes it's just even like your kids, negative attention is better than no attention. Yep. And the other, other spectrum is, you know, you just got to be nice, be thankful for what you get. Because at one day point in time, you're not going to get it. Enjoy oh. life while you can. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so my YouTube channel, I had a guy that started watching probably about two months ago. He's from Indonesia. He's a, a commercial electrician. And he started watching my videos. And he told me, he said, you know, you, you talk of apartment maintenance. It seems like a job that I want to get into. And he just got hired to be a department maintenance technician in Indonesia because of the things I said. Wow. I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> That's pretty cool that you can talk to people all over the world and actually, you know, influence them or it was, it was, it blew my mind. And I talked to him on Instagram, uh, almost daily, if not every other day, but, um, very cool. And, and over there work pro tools, pretty big. It's like the high end stuff. So, you know, pretty cool doing this YouTube stuff and, and having that happen. That's exactly why I started doing this. Have to see if you can uh, incorporate some video footage to you and then slide it on. Yeah, in. Cool. <laughs> well, he he has sent me like he does know his stuff, like between the differences in metal and all that and how he like lubes his tools and stuff. So I'm going to ask him if I can make a few videos, give him a shout out because I think it's good information. But like, yeah, he um, very cool stuff. Very neat. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate you having me on your channel tonight. Look forward to our next, as always, second Saturday of every month, Tool Talk Saturday. I'm not always up to it, but I know the maintenance man and Brandon, you guys can go for hours. You got the yeah. old school repair shop right there next to me. And maybe I'll get ready for bed and I'll continue to listen to you guys too because if you guys aren't already a subscriber to Brandon's channel, or the maintenance man's channel, or even this guy right next to me. You know, every little bit that you guys do helps support not only their channels, but my channel as well. So really appreciate you guys having me on tonight. And as always, guys, work smarter, not harder. I'll catch you in the next live stream. Thanks, guys. Later, Chris. Bye. Later. Then there were three. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Still waiting for my garage to heat up a little bit.
<laughs> and then what's the temperature like where you guys are at? I think it's 40 outside right now. And I'm looking at my thermometer right now. Uh, it's reading 25 degrees out. And there's snow. So I know what I'm doing this morning. Yeah, we got snow. And I think we are at... I call this a lie. I swear it feels colder than this. 26. So right around there. It feels well, colder than 63. This morning, I'm going to wake up the neighbors. I'm going to get the old race mower. Later on, if we'll... they'll start and whip some freaking donuts in the yard. <laughs> Just because I can. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for stopping by. Always appreciate it having you. That reminds me, I should probably go subscribe to Chris. It's it's surprising when I first started talking to Chris, his channel wasn't really that big. It has blown up over the last year. He he knows what to do, and um, I th junk from work actually uh, got me to subscribe to him. And I think he was, God, I want to say might have been under a thousand subscribers. And he, yeah, blew up. Yeah, I met him through Small Engine Nation. That's how I met him through their live streams. But Brandon, I met I met Brandon here through uh, Good Land. Good Land. That's a yep. future uh, person we might see on here, right, Brandon? Yep, I'll talk to him. He's interested in joining us one month on the uh, Tool Talk Saturday. And I, I was talking to Brandon. I, I asked if he had, if, if Good Land had a YouTube channel. And uh, what's well, your response? Yeah, it's just uh, he only got to around uh, close to 300,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a small channel. Just yeah. a very small channel. Yeah, in, in terms of YouTube's, that's you know that's getting there, right? Yeah, <laughs> getting there is an understatement. <laughs> well, when I first started watching, I I don't know, like the two channels that really got me turned on to like want to do this was uh, uh, AVE. And um, Wrangler Star. Oh, yeah. And they're both now up over a million. And it's it's kind of cool to see, though, because, like, Joe Rogan, that's another channel I really like. He's at, like, 7 million, almost 8 million subscribers. But, like, to think about those two guys, Wrangler Star and AV, like, AV is a tool guy. Talks tools. Uh, this old Tony. Yeah, it's it's just cool, you know. It's it's very cool to, you know, like now that I started a channel, I can appreciate the the success that they've had, and <laughs> that I'll never have. But that's all right. I I'm looking at my subscriber rating right now. I'm just at. Oh, 357 subscribers. And when I looked at a Cody's channel, I was like, yeah, there ain't no way I'm getting that big. 
Well, I like how AVE now has hid his subscriber count, but Wrangler Star keeps it up there. It's like it, it makes his ball sack bigger, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Maybe for like every subscriber he gets, he goes out and plants a tree or something. <laughs> Buys a new chainsaw. But you know what? Just like the big YouTubers told me, they said, I said, I doubt I'll ever get that big. And they said, you never know. It's just yeah. something that happens. You get that one right video yeah. and it blows up. I'll never have that one video. <laughs> I know that. I know. I think the only time that's going to happen is when like, we go dino the off-road daily project and the motor completely blows out of the hood and I'm sitting there crapping my pants in the corner of the screen. I think that's be the only video that would probably get me 500 <laughs> subscribers. That would be the limit. I, well, you know, to be honest with you, when I started, I was like, if I get to 100, I'll be good. And, you know, I'm up over 500 now. I, I just keep pressing on. I make a bunch of content. But, you know, it's been fun. It's been really fun. I've learned a good bit since I've been coming since I became a YouTuber. I've learned to listen to uh, more suggestions on different problems. Uh, like I got in with a uh, small engine mechanic because I've been having trouble with an old Wisconsin of mine. I was just stomped on stumped on ideas on getting it to idle right. He worked with a lot of Wisconsins, so I pitched him what could be wrong and. He said, oh, try this and this. I was like, yeah, that probably would work. Yeah, it's, it's a great format to um, connect a lot of people that you want to be connected to, and you can share ideas. And Yeah, it's yeah. given me an opportunity to do stuff that I would never done before or I never would have had a chance to do before. Like, if you watch the last Good of the Land video posted, I'm in, I make an appearance or two in there helping install probably an over 100 euro line shaft at a blacksmith shop. <laughs> I got to get where, out there where one else of these would years. I get that opportunity? Where would else would I have got an opportunity to do that? I would probably never get another opportunity to install one in my life, help install one in my life. Speaking of that, you want to come up and help me put one in? <laughs> that thing was heavy. It's, I wish I could have came, went back and helped him the second day, but I couldn't get up there at that the second day to help him. But they'll be back. There's still lots to do in that blacksmith shop, so there's plenty of time to still go help. Get it. Yeah, I want to go to a good land fest. It's worth it. It's very awesome. Problem is with me is I live so far north. Yeah, it's... well, we have... There was people... He had people from all over the place. Michigan, east. I think he's had, he had some people from out of country there at the festival. Like this heater in my garage says, don't touch the front. I'm putting my hand right on the front and running for a while. I can't feel it. Maybe you need to get yourself a torpedo heater. <laughs> hey, that's a good video. Make yourself a giant freaking uh, propane and diesel heater. 
That'll warm up your garage quick. Yeah, that would. That or wood stove. Insulating it or something, you know. Framing it out. I might do that next summer. I don't know. I Too think far. next summer I'm going to whip more donuts in the yard. <laughs> I probably won't get to do. I probably won't do anything tomorrow because I think it's supposed to be raining. Actually, that'd be a good time to go riding a mini bike, huh? Oh yeah, go mud that little sucker. Yeah, <laughs> I got those aggressive thread tires on there now. I will say, get a set of snowblower tires on it. That's like what's on very, there. Very, very aggressive lug ones. Yep, I got the extracts. That's what I got on that race mower, and dear God, is that little sucker hook? <laughs> If I'm not careful, I've done this before. I've put it in second gear and held it at like quarter throttle. I dumped the clutch on it. It brought the front end off the ground. That's its tires. It's the next track. It's snowblower tires. Oh. You know what I don't think I've ever asked? Well, first, BS, Brandon. I don't know your age. And same with old school repair shop. I think you asked me one time. I'm 27. Uh, okay, yeah, that sounds right. Next month, I'll be 22 years old. There we go, 22, awesome. I feel like the youngest one here. <laughs> you are the youngest one here. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> Great young buck with a whole bunch of old people. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm the geriatric, I guess. Old well, granted, I had a. I don't know what these people are on, but I was over at Napa because I was trying to figure out what's wrong with my car. This dude looked at me, and he he looked at me like real weird. And I asked him, "Sir, problem?" He's like, "Sir, you, how old are you?" I'm like, "How old do you think I am?" He said, "I think you're like forty years old." Okay, here's a funny story. I went to skate in uh, the uh, skate park with my nephew, my sister, and her boyfriend. Now, my sister and her boyfriend's older than me. And this guy gets out of the car, and he's like, oh, I had the skateboard. He's like, oh, that's cool. Is that your father? Is he going to skate? He's calling me their father. <laughs> hey, at least you've not been confused for being a girl. There you Yeah. I can tell you this. I've been to bars. I have a ponytail. I have a real. I will say I got long hair. I was sitting there with the a Coke and Jack, and this dude said, "Sup, sweet thing? Can I buy you a drink?" Whoa! I turned around, and said, "Sure thing, sweetheart." <laughs> <laughs> I swore to God, he he crapped out a cinder block when he saw the goatee. <laughs> That part I was with my girl, and she's like, So I'm a lesbian now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night there, polar bear Ed. Thanks for joining us. Night, polar bear. Ed. Yeah, that uh, that's pretty screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to ask Klein if he ever went and got his 99 cent flat disc. <laughs> you know, so. You know that I went to Harbor Freight one time only, and, like, it's kind of on a whim. Like, I just kind of passed through, 
I went in and I wanted to buy this to test against the other ones that I had. Uh, cordless compact screwdriver. And <laughs> and I go to check out. And the guy's like, what's your phone number? I was like, I told him my phone number. And he goes, uh, goes it's not in here. I'm like, yeah, it's the first time I've been to the store. <laughs> I mean, this guy, first of all, there was like three people in line in front of me. And it, the checkout probably took half an hour, 40 minutes. Must have been a new guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he was like a lot older than I. So, um, well, at mine, it's mostly young, young people, high school students. This guy looked like a Vietnam vet. I tell you what. Harbor Freight is the Walmart of tools. I went in there one day. And I, I, I don't judge anybody. But there was this old man in a bright pink dress. Walking around the store shopping. <laughs> it is the Walmart of tools, guys. You never know what you're going to see in there. Well, I just go to Harbor Freight so much of the guys that the people, the staff at Harbor Freight know me by first name. I guess that's a good thing. Maybe. Maybe that's one thing. It might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing. I just walk up and they look at me and be like, hey, it's Jar Jar. <laughs> they just sit there and type on the computer like three keys. I'm like, well, you need anything else? I'm like, no, we got your information already. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, so just put your credit card in and everything will be fine. I'm like, boom. I'm like, well, this is starting to become a little too often I come here. Hopefully, I'm going to get me one of those Predators they have there. The Predator V-Twin. You know, I actually, me and my uncle thought about doing that. Put one of those on his 1650. His cupcake at 1650. I was thinking like a VA bar or a V twin bar stool. Yeah, that'd be cool. There's a website that sells the performance parts for them now. Yeah, Performance Six Seventy. That's where I got the cam for my uh for my opposed twin that's built up. I went to yeah. them. They made me a custom cam for it. You can just how jump you work? That fucker idle. That thing just knocks like crazy, and it yeah kind of sounds like a Harley. Junk from work. What's up, buddy? He's our Canadian tool guy. Really? Yeah. Around here, I'm the only tool guy and the only mechanic for 20 miles that's worth anything. What sucks is me and you and me and your uh, industry is starting to go away. You don't find very many small yeah. engine mechanics anywhere. Well, that's why I had to start learning other trades. I do a lot of trailer repairs now. 
And then I'm moving up into bigger equipment and I'm learning more about bigger equipment. So I can go from smaller lawn equipment over into big equipment. I enjoy equipment. I know some people enjoy cars and trucks, but I enjoy working on equipment. It's always my thing. Tractors and stuff like that. Same here. I've I've grown up working on small engines and when I went into business doing it, I've noticed right away this isn't going to support my family and suck as poor my future family. So I just said, okay, I got to look into a different trade. And in high school, I picked up diesel mechanics because my neighbor was my teacher. So what talk, looking at what junk from work says, the problem where I have living in Texas is we don't have snowblowers. So there is actually several months where I have no work unless I get a four-wheeler or something like that in. Up here, we got plenty of snow. The problem is, is trying to keep up with it. Yeah. But with not having snow, there's no snowblowers here, so it just... And not many chainsaw repairs. I do chainsaw repairs, but not that many. Everyone's got them electrics up here. You do, yeah. you know, have where do um, can you say about where you live, old school repair shop, or oh, I can darn give you the town if you want. All right, uh, I, I am living in a tiny, tiny, tiny antique farm town called New Manchester, West Virginia, it's in the northern panhandle. Okay, well, I, I live in Pittsburgh, PA. You're kidding. No, I'm not. I went to school in Pittsburgh. Did you? Yeah, I'm, a, uh, I'm not sure you would consider that part, uh, part of Pittsburgh, but I went to school at Rosedale Technical College, which their address is in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Rosedale, yeah. Yeah, I'm a diesel graduate from there. Get out. So you're like, um, that's out by um, Robinson. Yeah, Robinson, exactly. Just, I do believe it is. Granted, it depends on what time you're going. Yeah, I'm about. Say, I was about maybe five minutes from the Robinson Mall. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't run into the some of the stupid idiots <laughs> from the apartment complex. That I went to school with. Worst go, thing in Pittsburgh is the roads are terrible. Like it were oh, we're you built know that sinkhole? That yeah. sinkhole that formed? <laughs> I was taking my CDL driving test. I was three trucks behind that bus. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you right now, that's Listen. not a sinkhole, people. That's a pothole. That's Pittsburgh. That's a pothole. That's a pothole in Pittsburgh, man. Like, it could swallow a bus, but we'll get out of it. I will say one thing, though. Pittsburgh, the roads are confusing. Yeah, it's because it's built on a point, you know? How how many, how many major cities? Well, it's not a major city, but how many cities are built where it triangulates, you know? So well, like, they, need, they need to make stuff a little bit more simple for people like me from the backwoods here. Oh, dude, I mean, <laughs> but it's not something that's going to happen here in Pittsburgh, that's for sure. 
Yeah, because you guys are all used to that bull crap. I'm I was up there the other I was up there once because a buddy of mine I went to school with, he got into a terrible I mean, it's a miracle this kid survived this accident. I was up there seeing him in the hospital and as I left I was like, okay, so I came this way, and apparently the sign told me I need to go this way, but right off after you see that sign, I need to catch this exit onto this bridge, and this bridge has five different exits on it, and you got like not even a second at 40 miles per hour to figure out where the heck you need to go while you have buses and trucks doing 120 beside you. And you got this old lady behind you with her cane swinging it out the window, blowing her horn like, get out of the way, Sonny. That's why Pittsburgh is one of the best places you can learn how to drive. And one of the best things I ever heard was um, there's a guy I used to work with, and he's like, we were talking about Pittsburgh and, and the landscape and stuff, and he's like, we're the only crazy motherfuckers who built houses into hills, like everywhere. I mean, I will I will agree on you guys being crazy. Yeah, uh, uh, houses in the hills—that ain't nothing. We do well, that down here. That, that is true, but like, I mean, yeah, you just build to the to the geography, right? If you got room, use it. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, wintertime in Pittsburgh, driving. Oh, you guys don't go two miles per hour. It's it's crazy, man. Heck, like, it I, rains, you guys go like one mile per hour. You're panicking like you've never seen rain before. That's more That's more California. Rain, rain's all right here. Snow, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I was at work the other day, and the kid I work with, he showed up a little bit earlier, did a driveway, and it's like, there's this girl that fucking ping-ponged off of, like, 20 cars coming down the road. And I was like, yeah, they probably didn't put tires on the car, you know? It was an SUV, Lexus. Oh, I'm familiar with those pieces of junks. But... They should be fine in the snow if you got the right tires on it. I mean, and always carry a set of rubber snow chains for the roads. Well, you could be an idiot like me who will sit there with an all-wheel drive vehicle, purposely turn off the all-wheel drive and drift the back roads like Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had that little Honda of mine sideways just because I can. I uh. Uh, you ever laid donuts in front wheel drive cars? Yeah. I borrowed my mom's Kia. That's how I learned to <laughs> correct yourself. <laughs> yeah. But heck, the other day, I actually, today, I, I'm teaching my girlfriend to drive and she hates my truck. <laughs> this is the only time I've, since I've owned this Bronco to ever take it out in the snow. The truck is a real-wheel drive. It's about, I want to say it's like a, it's like an older F-150, but the motor has tons of torque and tons of horsepower. We were driving, and I, she was scared because she kept feeling the rear end breaking loose. I'm like, watch this. 
I matted it and the truck downshifted and went wide open and she felt the rear end break loose. She's like, we're going to die and I'm going to die in this old piece of crap of a truck. <laughs> I, I said, hey, just listen here. We have, I have an airbag. I'll be fine. You're going to die like a real man. <laughs> then I kicked the truck sideways and she peed herself. So it's, it's fine. I took her into our local state park and had her practice correcting when the truck slips out from her and when a car breaks traction. Yeah, I taught her how to use four-wheel drive, and she she said that the only time she'll drive that thing is if it's in four-wheel drive. I told her just quit being a pansy and put your foot in it and let it scream. Yeah, that's what you gotta do, right? Yeah, I mean, you got... A V8, you're young, you got rear wheel drive going right now. And as my CDL teacher told me, you beat it like a rental. <laughs> I'm gonna go live. Live on, uh, here we go. Live on, uh, we're live on, on Instagram. Come live on live. Live on live. BS Small Engines YouTube channel. Go on YouTube, search. <laughs> search this guy's name right there. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. Everyone coming in. Come join. Come check us out. BS Small Engines. Our Saturday tool talk, old school repair shop in here. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out Instagram. Give me a second. Uh, Instagram's crazy, man. It's like yeah. a, a a beast. I I'm still alive. First time I live on Instagram, they cut me off in like two seconds. I can't. No one ever shows up on my Instagram live, so that's why I don't hardly ever do them. No one shows up to any of my lives, so why bother? Well, Brandon, if it makes you feel any better, we have you and one other person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll hit end and now. And we had two viewers. And it wasn't the it wasn't the end of the universe because we live on a live. Exactly. Live. The world's still turning. This YouTube stuff's hard, man. Yeah, it's Tell like a second it. full-time job. Yeah. That that's the thing. I don't I don't have the time to put in what I want to put into it. It's yeah, I have a full-time job. I've got two full-time jobs. And I'm trying to create content. Though I had I, I've created a lot of content, but I don't know. I don't think much of it's good content. I always heard just post it up anyway. That's what everybody says. Yeah, just post it up. I just can't afford to post anything new. My content alone, anything to do with these old tractors, I'm going to be spending close to 60 to 70 bucks. Just grab anything, any, any freaking tool you have around. 
if it's 10 years old or five years old, wherever you grab it and review it. That's all you got to do. Just I do a, put I the do a review on a 1919 lathe. If anyone's yeah. interested in that old thing. A lot of people. Oh, yeah. Do. I love lathes. I've been, that's, I plan on getting one. As soon as I get some projects done, I plan on buying one. Just I just right. wore out. I just wore out to heck and back. <laughs> I mean, granted, mine's probably been through World War One, Two, and it's going to be there for World War Three, fixing everyone's lawnmowers. See, that's why they're actually. I've talked to. I heard a lot of the machinists talk about. That's why there's some of the machinist equipment that you can't buy new anymore because there's still so much of it left over from World War One and World War Two that they was made so well that the companies just didn't make anymore. Yeah, they built them to last. I mean, look at the older cars. They built those suckers to be able to run over a Prius and still be trucking like it hit a bug. There was someone in here tonight that uh, said Harbor Freight's tape measures are off. And I'm like, well, uh, new construction fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, even the old stuff I work on, at, 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 you know, all of our buildings are... 1950s 1960s you think when you're doing trim work you're you get perfect corners hell no i measure like this so I, just go, I just walk up to something and i hold my hands like this and they're just coming <laughs> close enough right yeah well like <laughs> there's a kid i was working with and like i'll, I'll be 100 percent honest here you got some tape measures with cheater marks some not I'll, I'll go like, you know, go three inches, three and a half inches, and then two, two marks past the three and a half. I'm just that guy with the cheater marks on his tape measure. I'm dead on every time, you know. I, I'll do it by like, uh, you got one eighth, one one a quarter, three eighths, all that crap. I'll grab a tape measure, be like. Uh, three and a quarter and two lines past that. It works. I just look at it and be like, okay, so it needs to be this long. Take it over to the bandsaw cut it and be like, well, crap, I screwed up. <laughs> but you know, and he wants to join one of these live streams too, one of these days. Uh, MC Engineering was talking last week that the Harbor Freight Dow Caliber Dow, Dow Calibers and the uh, the micrometers and stuff is not that bad. And he, he said, he said, and if you drop one, you don't feel bad like you would if you dropped the two hundred dollar one. Hey, I was gonna say, if you want some people to join, we got Dick Skinner, Junk from Work, and Dewey did it. Hey, if they want to join, I'll put the link down here. Yeah, pop, pop it out. Anyone that wants to join, let's talk some tools. 
But I'm wondering if we should end the podcast end of it. You want to start a new live? We could start a new live if you want. I'm, I'm just here to party. That's all. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, Brandon, you're running the show. This is on you. All right, I'll I'll end this one so we can end the podcast. So, cause I think anything over three hours is going to be a lot of file to upload. Yeah, probably. I don't know. So I don't do nothing here. more than fifteen minutes. <laughs> All right, let's do. Let's end it here, and I'll start a new one real quick. All righty. Sounds like a plan. I should probably go get another cup of coffee. I'll grab some beer. Oh, you drink liquid dirt. <laughs> Bust open a bottle of Jack Daniels like a real man. No. Yeah. <laughs> Light beer. Oh, keep, that's even worse. Keep my figure, you know? Dude, I drink freaking Jack and Coke, and I'm still 140.